kingdom of the planet of the apes has arrived in IMAX. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay. Are you ready? I'm prepared. What'd you do? Slip cyanide into my mouthwash? Haha, <laughs> joke's on you. I don't use it. Sophia. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Damn you. <laughs> okay, it is Sophia with season seven, episode 12, From yes. Here to the Pharmacy. She thought that her, mom, her daughter was trying to kill her. Yes, she did. And she thought that because she was um, doing her will. Yeah. And Dorothy found out through this film that she had a bunch of money. Yes. In the episode, Rose was helping Sophia with her will. Yes. (laughs) Which is funny all by itself. It is. And she mispronounced in a hilarious way the name. L.A. Law. She said La La. I didn't even get the fucking question out. (laughs) I could have answered it maybe five (laughs) minutes ago. I was ready for you to put it. You make me sick. Redemption. Okay. Yeah, you got it. You See, got that it. was a fair Golden Girls question. Thank you so much. I it feel like I tried. It was very prepared. It was very fair. Great. It was very right there. And you, you got had to it. have watched it. I definitely watched it. There yes, you go. I certainly did. Okay, congrats to you, nigga. was talking about, oh, what was Rose's daughter's blood type? Oh, okay. Well, that I'll never know. First but. of all, Rose had about... 13 kids, we saw two of them, and then two of them were different, but they were supposed to be the same daughter. Like, we never really understood the kids. The only child that, like, stayed the same the whole ass series was Michael, who right. was trash Michael. from beginning to end. Michael was really one of the few, I don't think I can remember seeing anybody else's kids on a regular basis. And even Blanche's daughters, I feel like they switched out the actress anytime they mm-hmm. wanted to call in Blanche's daughter. Yeah. Like, it was never the they same. They do that girl. with them all of the time. I can't think of... Well, no, there was Blanche's daughter who... Um, Blanche's daughter who had uh, a baby by artificial insemination. Right, right, right. She was in, like, two different episodes. The one where she decided to do it and the one where she actually had right, a baby. Right. Oh, and then another one where she came back and then she was... Um, uh, Blanche was was watching the baby one day when she went to audition for a play, and then she started dating that nigga who thought that oh, the baby was hers, yes. and she was lying. Right. So yeah, no, she had that girl Ooh, come back around a couple. I of do times. remember that. So then, who was this? I definitely. I, does she have two daughters? I guess so. Because I think I she has two girls, girl. and then she has like four boys, and I don't think you ever saw any of her sons. Hmm. I can't remember her any of the sons coming around. Okay, well, congratulations to you because you did Thanks. that and you got that. Ew. Appreciate it. You're welcome. We're back. We are. Hey guys, I am. I want to be Electra Abundance again. I am still. I, like, I'm just striving every day to be Blanca Evangelista. 
<sighs> and, you know, turn down your levels of candy ferocity. I mean, what a finale. Candy you know is what? life. I don't give a fuck if you're tired of us talking about Pose. Shout out to y'all. Congratulations on season one. Can't wait for season yes. two. What a great, what an important show. What a fun show. It was like a hug every week. So good. Loved it so much. Shout out to them for making me love Candy and then hate her and then love her again. Yeah. I never, I never, I didn't hate her, but I was pissed at her when and she Lulu. and uh, yeah, when she and Lulu decided to go in on Blanca, I was like, now wait a minute, I'll fight every bitch in here. <laughs> I got so upset. They were just products of their upbringing. Uh, you, you know, know what I'm saying? And then Electra came in with them fucking golden wings and was like, let me remind all let me just you bitches, let you girls know. <laughs> I'm a new woman, okay? What she said? She gets paychecks now. What was the other girl? Not Genevieve. She said, what other girl? She Aphrodite. Like, Aphrodite. I have no I beef, have with, no you. beef <laughs> with you. So if you would like you to leave. You can go and stay. I have nowhere to be. Okay, so you don't have no problem witnessing what I'm about to do. If if you don't mind the sight of blood, please stay. She just unfurled. Oh, it was so good. Oh, it was so good. What a great show. Love it. Candy is that friend who can't handle being embarrassed. She always has to take it to like... Why did she go out there? Why did you even... And and pray tell told her ass, sis, I clowned you for the body. You went out and got a body. I respect it. However, your black ass has never been able to dance. (laughs) You don't have the range nor the rhythm. Well, she pulled that fucking hammer out of I her I said, bag. really, bitch? Are we going to smash somebody's skull by I just loved shit? it. Oh, it was so, so good. Way to win me back what over, Candy. A white boy from the suburbs is not going to save you. Some of y'all need to get that tattooed on your foreheads. Mm. You need to remember that life lesson. You need to hold it dear. What a great he show. He was just confused, Caucasian trade. Shout out to Janet Mock and all the girls involved. It's so good. Welcome back, Black Excellence this week. So, um, many of you may not know this, but there are plenty of Negroes who love to do um, fantastical things on the outdoors and go on wild adventures like climbing and hiking and jumping out of planes and all kinds of things. You know, I love to climb. I've liked to climb ever since I was a child. I used to climb my grandmother's mango tree all of the time and just hang out up there and be mischievous and weird by myself. Um, rocks and mountains, too much for me. Yeah, no, thank you. But let me tell you who it's not too much for. One woman by the name of Abby Dion, who went on to become the first black woman in the U.S. to own an indoor rock climbing gym in 2011. Okay. And she bought Coral Cliffs Climbing Gym in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Shout out to South Florida. Fort Lauderdale is like when it gets a little bit more racist, but it's not like entirely lynching territory yet. Okay. So shout out to her for not that even more. <laughs> Claiming territories that they don't expect us to be in. True. Making, you know, a stamp in the, in the game. She's got 12 years of climbing experience of just... Risking Climbing for her real. Wow. five feet and three inches of black life. Wow. Just an inspiration for me. <laughs> for, I don't mind know, the, indoor climbing. <laughs> right. Which is what exactly what this is. So anytime you're in Fort Lauderdale, yeah, you can go and punch on that. over to Coral Cliffs. Um, she mentors young climbers with a youth Coral Cliffs climbing team, which she t- uh, coaches to produce safe, confident climbers who have an appreciation for the sport and its counterculture roots. Last year in October, she coached an introductory bouldering class at the first diversity in climbing festival. Color the Crag is what it's called. A, A diversity climbing festival first of all crag always makes me think of guts you yeah. remember that show on um, i've never heard crag in any other context 
I was the about to say, oh, nature. she took that. Oh, I was about to say, oh, she it's took that thing. from guts. No, but no, it's a, it's a real structure. It's been here before okay, us. Well, let me just. Um, Bouldering is really a verb. Yeah, it's a form of rock climbing. It wow. is a thing that you do with rocks. Okay, and Negroes do it as well. I, so I see. Um. Abby herself is focusing on building core strength, finger strength, flexibility, and how to hack her climbing growth with curiosity and playfulness. So shout out to her doing amazing black things and rock climbing and cragging and bouldering. And also shout out to Danielle Williams, who's the founder of the Melanin Base Camp, melaninbasecamp.com. It's basically a group that is meant to highlight uh, ethnic minority and LGBTQ plus Yes. participation and badassery in the world of adventuring such as surfing hiking climbing skydiving kayaking all the things that she oh, pres- assumed cute. people isn't she i know you know this makes me want to like go out and, and do something fun and festive and and scary Ooh, not me she's in she's in like the snow on um, like a mountain i don't do that i would like to snowboard but i would like to live more you a lot more likely to get me to climb a rock than you are to get me to... I would love to go indoor climb, rock climbing. No, she's doing it outside, though. Yeah, no, that's not for me. And I'm like, not talking about that. Outside skydiving, too. I can't... None for me. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> don't do that. I no, don't do her for... either. I really want to do indoor skydiving where they put you in that big fan in that cylinder. Yeah, that looks like a lot that of That looks like and a much blast. safer. Yes, please. Yes, however the rest of it. Um, so shout out to all of y'all breaking barriers and hopefully not yeah. bones riding bikes and shit it's a lot and, going on you know you're a highlight to the community diversify outdoors that's right because right now we're not doing that melanated athletics so i'm here for it from afar good to see people of color doing this amen hey y'all this podcast is brought to you by squarespace finding a work-life balance can be tough okay if anybody knows i know but squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas 
hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. This week in Hot Tops, if you gave a bottom a cookie... Um, really with our children's classics, <laughs> this is just how you do. That's fine. Word on the street is that there have been some 500 songs submitted to Rihanna's alleged upcoming dance hall reggae album. <laughs> when I see a cloud of smoke going up from East Harlem, <laughs> I will know that Rihanna's. This album has come out, and you are playing it and oh getting goodness. your life. <laughs> Not like you will in parts of Brooklyn and Queens and many other parts of the city and country. You know, I'm you, so you excited. You have your own contribution, right. I am so excited. Right. I am so full. Like this, just call it like music of the sun too i don't care what it like just i'm just thinking about like rihanna like fully returning to her island roots with the current rihanna budget what that's gonna mean to caribbean people is just i can't fathom i'm I'm also um, preparing to strap up and go to war with those of y'all who are gonna do too much those of you who know (laughs) nothing about the community, about the music. Those of you who were hollering gibberish last mm. year or the year before, whenever work came out because oh, you thought it was funny. Yep, yep, yep. Those of you who are clearly going to do do too much just because Rihanna is a huge pop star. You're either a fi- fan of Rihanna's or just, you know, want to be a meme. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to come for y'all. So do what you got to do. You're going to have plenty way, of options. It's going to be plenty oh, I know. of people doing it. I know. It's I'm not so much. Do. But I am going... <sighs> I'm so ready for After this. you get your life, yeah, 500 songs, damn. That That's, means, like, when could this come out? Like, you have to go through 500 songs to pick how many? Like, maybe 20? Yeah, and 20, I think, is being generous. She's probably not even thinking that much. I'm sure so. she's not even thinking that much. Wow. Wow. You're gonna, y'all are gonna it's really so enjoy I have, yeah. <laughs> Dance Hall is not my favorite genre, but... I am very happy for those of you who are, like, crying at the thought. Work is still good. Well, that's true. Work will never not be good. That's Those, so, those are facts. Uh, I just can't. <laughs> the features. You're getting overwhelmed. <sighs> this is so exciting. Uh, I heard that she's also uh, been working with Skrillex. Why? Not sure. I don't know if he's contributing to... This. I also heard a rumor that she's going to release a pop album as well. I don't know if that's true, but he can go over there. I would much rather hear... (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's one of the EDM producers. Sure. I know Skrillex. I'd rather hear Diplo reggae than Skrillex reggae. Mm. And that's a fact. And I only mention that because Rihanna's the one who said his music sounds like the reggae you hear in the airport. I was about to say, didn't she already? Damn, okay. He might surprise you, though. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of a Skrillex song that I have heard that I like. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one that he produced or something and I had no idea and I like it, but I can't 
like name one mm. off the top of my head. Most of the stuff <laughs> I'll never I don't know if it was on Tumblr or Vine, but there was somebody who said like this is what Skrillex music sounded like and it was like one of those old school like uh turning fans, mm-hmm. oscillating fan or whatever. Yeah. And it just took like a quarter and <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I remember that Vine. <laughs> I was like relatable. That's and I, I think feel. I didn't get it back then, but it was funny anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Rihanna, listen, I'm already standing, you know, I've spent money already on Fenty Beauty just to buy it because... Man, all that fucking and makeup. Just, and then I give it to people. Yeah. I haven't really bought foundations because I know that's specific to people. And I can't just go out and buy you a foundation guessing and be well, like, Well, no, Here. you cannot gift foundation, especially something with 40 shades. Like, it's very right. personal. You need to go try it on. I'm not about to even yeah, get on your No, nerves. you can't do that. But I have purchased uh, the glosses and some of the highlights. The gloss is universal. It makes everybody's lips look like a Krispy Kreme. That's great. Who doesn't want their lips to look like a Krispy Kreme? It, it's just, ugh. The gloss is really perfect. But I'm even the new highlighters and stuff, ugh, she makes me sick. I love her. <laughs> Has me buying all this shit that I don't use. It just sits in my house. Who cares? It's fine. Waiting for me to practice makeup, sure. which I don't ever do either. So. That's all that I would be doing is just like practicing YouTube tutorials and stuff and looking mm-hmm. at my face and then I will wipe it all off. See, that's the problem is washing your face afterwards. Like, it's a process to wash your face after you put all that fucking makeup on Because you can't just, it. like, put water on your face. No, you cannot do that. You have to put, like, a makeup remover and then take off the makeup remover and all the foundation and eyeshadow with, like, a wet wipe, a Pond's wipe or something like that. So what do you do And then you, you got to wash it for go real. Well, see? Exactly. You can't do all that when you have makeup on. So you put your makeup on and you go to the club and you get back from the club at 4.30. And it's another 45-minute process <laughs> to take off your makeup and do your skincare routine before you can go later. I would want to die. <laughs> It's too much. This is why y'all march. <laughs> I, mean, I know there are bigger this pictures. Is not what we march, nigga. This alone is march worthy. It to actually me. is entirely too much. I get tired. Just like, I can't I, imagine. I don't even want to take my shoes off. Sometimes I have to I tell myself, okay, it's nine fifteen. You need to go in there right now and get started on your skincare so that you can be in the bed by nine forty five, ten o'clock. Because this is really a process. It takes too long. And you don't want to go to sleep with like a wet face because then it'll stick to the pillowcases. So you have to do everything and then let it sink in for a while and then go to bed. Niggas don't even cut their toenails. <laughs> well, I, I truly weep for the straight girls who are doing all this for niggas who haven't cleaned out their belly buttons get- since their mama did it last <laughs> when they were five and a half years old. Lord only knows what kind of sediment <laughs> living, breathing creatures are inside your niggas. Literally label right new now. species. <laughs> That we haven't even whole long yet. strands of just a whole just ecosystem potpourri in your man's <laughs> body. It doesn't matter. I'm about to sever your ankles in the middle of the night with his toes, and here you are, <laughs> ready to go to bed and can't. You, you got, got wipe serums and glosses and all type face. of shit soaking Miserable. Your skin. I couldn't do it's it. It's real life though. You got acids. And you need acids. You need the acids though, or else your skin is just trash. But speaking of niggas, my doctor friend said you cannot get pink eye from a nigga putting in your face. <laughs> That's good to know. I figured y'all would like to know that. She, she said something like, bitch, you are so stupid, but she included that for you I thought that you were right. I thought I was, too. So, it sounds logical I to that, me. Right. I so I guess it. unless it's like a very disgusting fart, you're fine. <laughs> so we'll leave it right there. Um. So, Brianna, bring it on. Uh, next up, 
They are apparently making a film adaptation of the musical Cats. No, thank you. Um, starring Jennifer Hudson, James Corden, Ian McKellen, and Taylor Swift. Who the fuck cast this? Beelzebub. <laughs> Lucifer Jennifer the Hudson. Devil. James Corden. I know James Corden, the late night guy who always has people riding yeah, in his car. He's car- funny. Car- car- he's cute. He is cute and funny. Ian McKellen. I feel like that's a dignified white man. Yeah, Ian like- McKellen is um, Dumbledore. Oh, no, no, oh! he's not. Not Dumbledore. He's um, the other Don't one. Don't say Snape. The other wizard. No, Ian McKellen is um, Magneto. Maybe he's all of these people. Who the fuck is Magneto? He's definitely Magneto. Ain't no Magneto in Harry Potter. Not in Harry Potter. Oh. He's definitely Oh, in X-Men. I'm Googling him now. He's in X-Men. Please tell me that he was also in Lord of the Rings because I really feel like- he's Gandalf. Okay, thanks. In Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. But he wasn't in Harry Potter. No, I'm, I don't see Harry Potter here. Because the first, the, the Sorcerer's Stone Dumbledore passed. Oh, right. They did replace Dumbledore. And then he and was played I, by someone no, else. Oh, no shade. I'm, I don't want to say that. Uh, okay. Ian McKellen, know who that is now. And then Taylor Swift, girl, why? What the fuck is this? Money. Mo- what? Money? Coins. The girls want to go oh. see Taylor Swift and Cats. I've actually never, I feel like I have to see Cats... A stage production before I go see the movie. Yeah, I would much rather go see the musical. I know little to nothing about it. I've never seen it. I've never had the desire to see it. I know that it's about like a tribe of cats and they have like secret talking lives cats? and, it has to be and names. Cats. Yeah, and they sing and it's like a musical that's based on like a book of poems or something that's real, real old. And then these cats all have these like past lives or secret lives, some shit, and then they're trying to choose which mm. one of them is gonna die or be reborn. It kind of sounds like some the Aristocats, <laughs> right? Maybe that's what the Aristocrats is. Aristocats. Maybe so. I don't know. Okay. I'm not going to to see that movie. Yeah, I'm not going either. Absolutely not. That's not for me. But good for Jennifer Hudson. Oh, yeah. A check is a check. I feel like, you know, the musical film people always call Jennifer Hudson or Mary J. Blige and then they put some other random folk in here and expect me to come. And I just don't be wanting to. This is a full-length feature film that was going to be released in theaters? Really? Cats? This this new thing? They're going to do it. Gross. Ugh, I'm sorry. I, I just really, really <laughs> I mean, I if I have if I had seen the musical and really liked it because I've heard from people before who've seen Cats and expected it to be just them high laughing the whole time. Like <laughs> I've heard that they've like walked away from it like it's one of the greatest artistic experiences of my life. Really? I'm just Cats? like they what do they cough hairballs and like that's what I'm look saying. Look real mean How all day. I don't know. Like, I don't be? know. I don't know. It's probably got loads of, of poems and monologues that are reflective of human society. Wow. It closed on Broadway December of last year. How Damn, I... for real? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, we just missed it. Didn't it play like all my life? I think so. <laughs> Damn, we, Definitely we prior to just us. just missed it. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, I guess I won't be well, seeing it. Well, that's some it. bullshit. Fuck that then. Right before the fucking film. Hmm. Well, I'm not... Well, I wasn't going I'm to see not, it anyway. Yeah, I'm sorry, no. Um, even if I had seen the musical and loved it, this is probably something I would wait for. You lost me at like, Taylor Swift. On demand. I'm going to be honest. You did. <laughs> <laughs> you, I was you fine with did. everybody else. And then you said Taylor Swift and just it was an instant no. I would absolutely watch Jennifer Hudson be, you know, a cat on a fence. Just... Yep. Licking her just paws or whatever? I don't know. The the most... <laughs> Absolutely the not. The most projecting cat. Um, the and loudest, James Corden. The hollering his ass cat. <laughs> On key. 
Of course. Um, and that's and what's James important. Corden. I see James Corden being, you know, what... What is that white man's name who was um, the snowman in Frozen? Olaf. I like him. Yes, Olaf. Oh, you mean the man who plays his voice? Yeah, I can't remember him. Oh! It's a funny guy. Never mind, I thought he was somebody else. It's Josh Gad. Yes. Yes, him. I thought it was another man. Who I also believe is like a Broadway kid. Like, I think that he was famous on... You know, oh yeah, apparently he was in to... uh the Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beauty and the Beast. Okay, so he can sing. Yeah. Um I mean, Olaf does have some jazzy notes. You know, he's got a little yeah, a couple of bops. Yep, true facts. So yeah, good luck and, and congrats to everybody. And if you've seen it and you're excited, good for you. Let us know how it goes. So it's 2018. Taylor Swift can't sing. Sorry. I just <laughs> had to say that. She can't fucking sing. Why is she casting this? Taylor Swift will be just fine. <sighs> Taylor Swift is equipped with enough musically to get through this production. <sighs> and she's going to be so excited. And so are the, um, what are her fans called? I don't know. <laughs> Preteens? What do snakes eat? Rats? Mice? The vermin. Wow. <laughs> yes. I mean... Yes, rats, mice, assorted vermin. Oh, okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> Moving on. Um, it is 2018. Lauren Hill is on tour, and people are still going. And somehow... Shout out to y'all. This charity work. Still uh, shocked that Mama is showing up uh, tardy. <laughs> <laughs> So I think she's currently touring to like a, a 20th anniversary celebration tour for the miseducation. Um, oh, right, right, right. That's a God damn, I'm old. Wow, nigga. Right? Jesus. Jesus. <sighs> so um, she stopped in Toronto, I think, last week. Fans were pissed because she was allegedly uh, an hour late, over an hour late. And then rushed... Uh, through what was they thought to be a two-hour show in 45 minutes. Oh, you know, man. she'd be doing those... Um, Them remixes. Yeah, yeah, those pots and pans, <laughs> trash can lid remixes to herself. Yes. yes, I do know. Damn. And uh, mm. Blavity posted some tweets. Uh, one here says, so disappointed in the Lauren Hill concert tonight. Made fans wait over an hour and then performed for 45 minutes max. Could barely recognize the song she attempted to sing. Crash, Cash grab for sure. Don't waste your money on her. Um, one person said, the Lauren Hill concert last night was really disappointing, but mostly I'm mad at myself. Like, what did I expect from the <laughs> Lauren Hill concert in our Lord's year 2018? Wow. There you go. Shout out to you, Rebecca. Asked and answered. Another one said, this is one of my faves. I went to the Lauren Hill show last night, and I'm more surprised by how surprised and upset people are by the long way for her and the 45 set. Like, did you think she changed her proven ways just for you, Toronto? Well, that's gonna be y'all. Oh, oh, never mind. Uh, I'm not gonna say that. But I, uh, I actually heard from a couple people who said they went to a Lauren Hill concert and it was good. I was just about to get to that. Oh, okay. So I read uh, in the Detroit Metro Times that her concert. They described her show there as uh, her performance was nothing lesser than royal. That. Uh, 
writer seemed to have a very good time. I don't think I read anything about her being late to that show, but I could be wrong. Uh, the Chicago Tribune wrote about her performance at the Pitchfork Music Festival where she was the headline. They made sure to note a 23-minute wait, which is so specific. It is. Petty. Waiting. But said she immediately got down to the business of reprising the album songs with a palpable sense of purpose and intensity. Her big band, flavored with horns and backing singers, fired off her energy and Hill, who wrote and produced the album, was clearly in charge. At time, extending passages or exchanges with her musicians as the mood suited her. Only an extended version of When It Hurt So Bad didn't quite warrant the extra time. But it was more than satisfying to see Hill not only show up, but deliver such an engaged and engaging performance. Amen. I do think I read that the Detroit show uh, shut down a little bit early. Like, she had a hard stop from the venue at 11 and oh, yeah. 11 o'clock came and they turned the lights on and yeah, said they well, do that yep they do probably a noise ordinance ordinance type of thing where venues yeah. can't play after a certain time in certain neighborhoods that does get tricky yep but i mean besides the toronto show um from what i have seen it seems like a lot of people are showing up to this concert like well you know i brought my nintendo switch or <laughs> cards or, take my switch with me everywhere you know, as well whatever it is and she's gonna come out when she comes out if she comes out and that is what you need to be take, focused like on. at this point i almost want to go to a lauren hill concert not to buy if one of you would like to take me right um or if her people would like to reach out i would like to go just to you know have the experience mm-hmm. you know and in, in per in person myself but if i go i need first of all an assigned seat mm. and i need heads up from somebody working backstage like hey lauren is gonna be on stage in 15 minutes that way i can show up five minutes beforehand mm. take my seat and then enjoy the show i do not want to be part of the hour-long waiting i do not want to do that but I do want to see her. Like, we joke about Lauryn Hill being late as fuck all the time, but I would still really want to see her live because that album really meant a lot to me. It was I mean, dope as fuck. she's still Lauryn Hill. Right. She's still Lauryn Hill. Like, we still have all the respect in the world for her. I understand your chakra's not aligning and you not wanting to be on stage at the appointed time. I really do get that. But Look, Gotta get them chakras for, aligned. But for niggas in the audience, it's just like, okay, bitch, like, I got to get home. I got, got to go to work tomorrow. Of- of stuff to cover on my Switch, in fact. So if the venue will let me in with my Switch, I can just go and, you know, mm-hmm. play some of that. And when your Switch dies. Some Octopath Traveler. You know, they've got uh, e- external chargers oh. or whatever. Those <laughs> so you, you carry around in the purse. You just stay ready. That's all you need. You know what I'm saying? I'm In, in a case like this, yeah, I'm bringing all the backup I need. Because <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be 23 Smart. minutes or an hour. Smart. Or what. But, you know, yeah. I expect that when her chakras are all in line with the uh, the crest of the moon or whatever, yep. we're going to have a time. <laughs> with the crest of the moon, yes. You know, that moon has to crest just right yeah. in order for me to go on stage. <laughs> whatever. So <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. It's just like, you bought these tickets you should just, to complain. You should like you, have an expectation at this point yes. about a Lauryn Hill show. It's not even that you shouldn't go. It's just that you should already know what's up. Should, right. Bitch, I'm going to be late, period. I told y'all that Miss Lauren Hill needs a nap. That's like going to on the run when when the doors open and then being mad 45 minutes later that not even the opening act is on stage. Well, listen, girl, you just don't pay attention. Like, guess what happens? <laughs> not that. Doors open and then we give y'all chances to come in and then the opening act comes out and they do their thing. And then after that, we come. So it's like hours mm, built into this like schedule. Do you have to understand how this shit works. Um, 
So I don't know if Apollo Nida is already married to that girl who was on uh, Housewives. No, they're still. She's still being described as fiance. Mm, okay. Sharian, Sharine, Shireen, whatever her name is, the young light skinned girl who is marrying the nigga in jail. All right. Uh, recently spoke to Radar online. She's excited to be this jailbird's wife, but. <laughs> Why? Really wants them all to be a happy family. She says that Phaedra's not bringing the kids to come see their dad in the prison. They just Paula's, said she wasn't going to be doing that on camera. So I mean, we, we know this, and she little girl. been on the show. And Apollo's so in love with his sons. And unfortunately, unfortunately, his ex doesn't bring them to see him. There isn't a birthday, Father's Day, or holiday where Apollo doesn't send them gifts and write them letters. He loves them. Whatever he and Phaedra are going through, I hope that one day they can resolve it for the sake of their kids. I'm still engaged, and I see him every week. Good for you, sis. When we get married, I will welcome and love his children as if they were my own, and I can't wait until he gets out so we can all be a family again. See, but y'all were never a family. Right. Be, you s- we can all be a family like, y'all again? Y'all two could be. We can be a family for the first time? Or even you could be stepmama, and you know him and his kids, they could be your family. But we, oh, so and then again, the it just don't work. It can't be both. It's not. Because <laughs> you're not in the we. There's no. And you're not in the again. Why are you even talking to us about this? <laughs> why is anybody, I was about to ask you, why would anybody ask this young lady a question? Who cares what she has to say about anything? Why do you even feel comfortable telling us any of this? First of all, like, I'm not a Phaedra's fan, but I Me either. feel that she is well within her right to decide whether or not she wants to drag her kids down to that awful prison all the time to see their daddy locked up or whatever they're both still quite young and if mm. a nigga wanted to be around his kids that bad maybe he wouldn't have been scamming and talking all that goddamn shit on the fucking internet like he was a fucking personal trainer at the strip club every goddamn night well, spending 10 well, stacks well facts hurt it's true <laughs> so like i don't like phaedra or apollo man <laughs> one so i'm sitting over here like listen whatever's best for aiden and Dylan. Dylan. Whatever is best for them babies is what I'm here for. I would think that at a certain point, I mean, he's going to be in there for a while. He's probably going to be out sooner than you think. Really? He's been locked up for a little while now. I think his, what was his sentence? But I thought like he got eight like, years? oh, was it eight? I could be completely wrong. Please don't take my, okay. my word for it. I don't it. know. I but I don't think that he's doing like super hard time. I just remember thinking these boys are going to be like preteens, teenagers by the time he gets out. So I am hoping that as they Let get older like firmly into yeah he was sentenced to eight years behind bars in 2014 oh wow so that's like another four years if he if he does the full sentence is it oh my god it's 2018 (laughs) i'm sorry time is slipping away i mean they'll be quite a bit older than when he left them oh wow yes absolutely that's true they'll be doing homework okay so you know what i don't have kids and i don't have a nigga in prison and never have had either so i don't know what i would do in this situation again if i were shireen not in this situation so I would be going down, putting money on my nigga's books so he can have all of the Swiss rolls and anybody's that his heart desires mm. and minding my whole business and waiting for my nigga to get out. Praying for conjugal visits so I can maybe get some. I think you're allowed to get some, right? On a conjugal I don't visit. know. It's federal time. I don't know if the feds let you do conjugal visits or not. Maybe that's just something I heard on the wire. Or no, I think there are. There, no, there are definitely prisons. Love after lockup. I'm sorry that this oh, yeah. is my frame of reference, but <laughs> one mean, of no. those couples. Two of those couples, I think, had conjugal visits, but I 
you know, that I'm going to leave the kids out of it and ask Shireen exactly what's going on in her life to where this is what she's worried about. Like, why are you even this pressed over a nigga you met in prison? Why are you even in a place where you are meeting somebody and choosing to become engaged to them? Someone that you have never been out on a date with somebody that you cannot <laughs> no I'm just saying somebody you literally cannot go outside with if you bring you like Mm-mm. a nice little glade candle <laughs> no, it's not. to the no, table no, in the visiting room cute. no it isn't because there's no glass and there's no fire allowed <laughs> I, I can promise you that I've actually never been in a prison waiting room but I feel like those are rules I feel like they do not let you have any more <laughs> She's not bringing no fucking glade Woo. to set the mood when she goes to see that nigga. You know how they got their little electric ones? <laughs> Absolutely it. not. She needs to focus on herself. Worry about herself. Worry yes. about, why is your life so destitute that this is where you've ended you, up? Why are you talking to like any website, magazine, tabloid, Who anything asked? about that woman's kids with this nigga? Be all in love with his locked up ass all you want to. That's your full entire business. Y'all this is Mona's full... fault. Oh, wait. No, not Mona. This is... <laughs> the other one Andy this is Andy's fault <laughs> because Phaedra is coming back on Housewives no she's not is that just a rumor well it is a rumor that's what they're saying it's, you know they always talk about who's gonna be on it and who's not gonna be on it they said is not gonna be on it no more well that makes Kenya sense Kenya well, yes Kenya's going back and forth about whether or not she's on the show no more this happens in between each and every season and then you find out who's like you really can't Go by any of that. You got to wait for the trailer to come out. I wouldn't out. be surprised if she did, though. I wouldn't be surprised either. But let's see what uh, Phaedra Parks is working on, okay. allegedly. So maybe in the this meantime. is Andy's trickery and devilry afoot, and maybe this is just some young woman who needs some business in her life. We'll Phaedra see. was recently photographed uh, with three other women who she's allegedly working on a new talk show with. Would you like to know who those three All women right. are? No, I would not. <laughs> Tracy Braxton. I wish I didn't know that little piece of information that you gave me, and I'm going to ignore everything else you say. Tracy Braxton, Lunell, and Natalie Nunn. Tracy Braxton, Phaedra Parks, okay. Lunell, Wh- <laughs> and Natalie, I run L.A., <laughs> I remember None. Moonface, Natalie. <laughs> what is Lunell doing with this shit show is what I want to know. Lunell is somebody I have respect for. That Same. bitch is funny. Say <laughs> That bitch is hilarious. You I actually don't know why somebody has get... been did that. She should have been on somebody's talk yes. show. You know they always try to get like the black girl comic. Like, yeah, yeah, you need one. Whoopi, Lonnie, uh... Cheryl Underwood. Right, right. Yeah, Lunell. no, you need one. And and Lunell is funny, but I, these bitches? I have no idea how the four of them even got together to take this picture. Even if this was a lie and they just made this up because Phaedra lies, right. I would like to know why they're in the same place at the same time. Uh. Like, I could maybe see Tracy Braxton and Lunell, you know, sitting and playing spades and drinking the old English and talking about niggas. And I would I would pay to watch that, to be honest with you. Right, right. But how Phaedra got there, confused. <laughs> and then Natalie Natalie Nunn. Who has even thought about that bitch since The screen mask? Like, what? It was Bad Girls Club, right? Yeah. That's what it was. So, what is happening? And what which network do they think is going to pick this up? If this is an Instagram show? Okay. Maybe. Right. You know they got IGTV now. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> they want you to upload your long-ass videos on Instagram. They do. They're asking you to. I'm sure Instagram is looking for content. 
Uh, well, I'll be damned no matter who decides to air this. I won't be looking at that. None. No, for ma'am. I don't me. care to hear Phaedra or Natalie Nunn or Tracy Braxton talk about current events. Not at all. Put Lunell on camera by herself. <laughs> that would, would be a watch way a better show. Of Lunell just sitting on any porch. Smoking a blunt and talking yes. about anything. Yes. Anything. The niggas on her street. Anything. anything. She could read, somebody could go down the Shade Rooms timeline and have her react to everything Just. on it. That would be high quality television. Okay, you're giving away too much gold. You're <laughs> <laughs> giving away too much gold. Somebody needs to get you in contact with Lunel <sighs> and save her from whatever the fuck this is. These are, right, because these are the three. What, uh-uh. what is this? What is that? Do they all live in Atlanta? Is she trying to do a new version of that Atlanta show? What is that Atlanta show called? Sister Circle? Sister Circle. That one's bad, too. It's pretty bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad to me. It's bad. It's not I good. don't like I've it. I've tried. I really tried because, you know, black girls. Yeah. So I tried, but it's not good. And this is going to be, I dare say, worse. Much yeah, worse. Yeah, worse. I feel worse. Phaedra's lying ass. Especially when she sits up there and acts all proper and like she's better than everybody and looking down. She's very condescending and all that. Oh, no. No, 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 well, no. Well, that's no. her That's her Dr. Jekyll. And then her Mr. Hyde wears like mesh thongs and twerks. <laughs> oh, right. Because, you know, she's so partial. saved and preacher's daughter. And, you know, we grow up being, being this and this and very particular. And then when she wants to be a hoe, though. She's gonna let that whole peek out, and it's like you can be, but then but don't right. shame us. But then right, and then you judge everybody else. It's just like, bitch, if you would shut up That's and right. just be in your wholeness, then that would also be fine. But I'm not looking at that. I'm not sorry. Okay, so um, the city of Philadelphia seemed to kick uh, Jay Z's Made in America festival off of their turf. Oh. Over there at the, what's it called? The Benjamin Franklin Parkway, which is basically in the heart of Philadelphia and has a whole bunch of fun, uh, classic Philly stuff going on. And that is where the festival has been taking place since, I believe, 2012. That sounds about right. So, from what I was reading, I was having trouble figuring out where the reasoning for this came from. Mm. Apparently, Jay-Z and them folks didn't find out about this until we did. Wow. You know, like... Oh, no. Apparently, there was an email sent out to the media, and it was like, hey, we won't be doing the Made in America Festival at Benjamin Franklin Parkway next year. Just letting you girls know, so don't expect it. Have your little fun this year, but it won't be back. I was reading... um. Two things. Like, it definitely couldn't have been about uh, payment. Apparently, Made in America lost Budweiser as a sponsor because Budweiser wants to focus on uh, country music stuff, They should. Which makes sense. That nasty piss water in a can they sell. Well, <laughs> niggas not drinking that trash. You, yeah, gone somewhere. Because I guarantee you all Budweiser brought to Made in America was them fucking limeritas. I'm sure. Uh, all them I different forgot flavored those are Budweiser Niggas love that bullshit. Niggas do love Raiders. Flavored malt liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas be like, yes, put that strawberry on ice. May I have a straw, please? And that was... 
I'm classy. And that was it. All the rest of that shit, Budweiser sells, we were not sorry. No. So maybe that was it because white folks love that garbage. But apparently they've got new sponsorship with Abercrombie and Fitch, Puma, uh, American Airlines, and City. And they've never seemed to have a problem um, paying whatever they need to pay. And Made in America Good. has brought uh, tons of tourism and money into the city of Philadelphia nice. since its inception. Of course. Jay-Z wrote a very lovely letter, which I'll read in a moment, uh, that said that all and more. Um, I also read that it had a lot to do with um, like the time or effort it takes to set the whole thing up. And that there's just a lot that takes place out there. And I guess they didn't want to put all of those people through that. What? And blah, blah, blah. I don't know. So it was they just, just, what? So they just would rather not have it at all? Like it's or just not have it there. Oh, okay. But it's like then. So the city wanted to move it. And Rock Nation where? was like, no, bitch, you thought. Yeah. Okay. No. Got it. Um. So here's the letter that I read from. One Jay-Z answers, we are disappointed that the mayor of the city of Philadelphia would evict us from the heart of the city through a media outlet without a sit-down meeting, notice, dialogue, or proper communication. It signifies zero appreciation for what Made in America has built alongside the phenomenal citizens of this city. In fact, this administration immediately greeted us with a legal letter trying to stop the 2018 event, which has already been announced. Wow. Uh, We consider this stance a failure on the mayor's part. Is this an accurate representation of how he and his administration treat partners that economically benefit his city? Shade one. Do they regularly reject minority-owned businesses that want to continue to thrive and grow alongside his city's people? Since 2012, Made in America, one of the only minority-owned festivals, has had a positive 102.8 million economic impact to Philadelphia, and the festival has paid 3.4 million in rent to the city. Main America employs more than 1,000 Philadelphians each day, and 85% of our partners are Philadelphia-based companies. We have studies and reports that prove the festival significantly contributes to Philadelphia's tourism bottom line. We cannot comment if the mayor has reviewed any of these materials. (laughs) Shit. I mean... Just let it ring. We can't He's tell never if been the afraid. mayor has heard of this, but we make money for this city. Like, a Clearly lot. your mayor doesn't know, but we suggest he read these studies. These study- <laughs> We have receipts here they right are. here. Here they go. How does an administration merely discard an event that generates millions in income and employs the city's people as if we are disposable now that we have served our purpose? The city is right in one respect. The first Made in America festival took place when there was a great need for tourism. By their admission, the festival ver- first started as a unique attraction to the city on an otherwise quiet Labor Day weekend. Over the years, tourism has grown overall. Because one of the other things... That was said was something like, now that, you know, it's, what did he say? Before release, like, no, 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 no. There was like a comment that was made, the need for an event of this scale at this location may no longer be necessary. As if to say, well, thanks so much for the money and and all of the bad bitchery that you did for us and bringing <laughs> right? all these people into our city and, you know, making us cash. Goodbye. <laughs> like, I, I guess that's... So you just don't care no more? I mean, it seems kind of ridiculous to be like, y'all are making all this money and bringing people to the city, and we just don't care. Okay, bye. How does <sighs> that make... I don't understand how that makes sense, but I did see that they changed their minds real quick. Our question is, how do you think that tourism grew, Mayor Kenny? We will discuss our options internally and handle accordingly. So, yes, that was last week. And yesterday I read that Mayor Jim Kenny came out and was like, we think it's a very important event for the city. <laughs> I think it's important for our profile, for our tourism, and we want to make it work. 
So yes, Made America should stay in Philly, the birthplace of America, or whatever he said. And I was like, mm, somebody, y'all must have had to email the the black people who work in the mayor's office and been like, okay, what can we do? Like right. straighten this out, fix it, because it looks like the city is saying your little homegrown nigger festival is cute or whatever, but get it off of our parkway. Yeah, y'all can go out in the suburbs or something with all that shit. And then Jay Z wrote them a whole bunch of words and read them, and then they were like, we really don't want no negro smoke. So, <laughs> do the Rocky steps all you want to after so, Two Chains gets off. An open letter, eh? Well, you forced our hands. We yeah. have no choice. Shout out to Rock Nation for not just taking that shit. So, the Made in America Festival goes on this year and next. This year's headliners are Nicki Minaj and Post Malone. After all the good I just talked about, y'all. Also performing will be Meek Mill, Diplo, Alessia Cara, Janelle Monet, Black, Miguel. Huh. Wow. Everybody else is better than the headliners. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A lot of festivals are like this. Like many of them. You mean like, I'm actually going for everybody but the headliners. (laughs) Work tomorrow, Lanegra. Post Lamone. I mean, Post Malone. (laughs) Same. Same girl. Post Malone and who's that other white boy? I get them confused. Ooh, um, um. Not Little Nothing. What is his name, that white boy? Jeezy? No. I don't know who Jeezy is, really. The Andrew Schultz one. (sighs) No, it isn't him. It's a white boy whose name I usually know, but I don't know right now. (laughs) So, but I get them confused. Post Malone is the only one that I can think of right now. But I'm sure I know who you're talking about. God, okay. It'll come to me randomly. Well, get ready to see them if you've got your tickets in preparation and things. And I'm sure that you'll just have a great time in Philly drinking your Rita's. Oh, well, not Rita's anymore. Your um, Duce. And, you know, dancing and having a good time. So shout out for to Jay-Z for reading people that needed to be read. Yeah, it did need to happen. Speaking of Nicki Minaj. She's driving me crazy. Some folks are upset with Anika for a new reason this week. <laughs> she just recently appeared on the collaboration with a rapper by the name of Teriyaki69. Oh my God. Did you look at that video? I actually did look at it because I wanted to I be watched unbiased. It. I well, did as well. I wanted to have an unbiased uh, opinion of it. I, I think that it is actually a good song. I do not hate Nikki's part of the song. I don't hate Nikki's part of the song either. I thought that that was like a great versed from her at a great time um everything else about it is just a poor choice the video is so bad i had no idea i knew the video was not bad for the audience uh oh okay i was about to say the video is not whom or what the people that love both of those people it is really bad what that them skittles on his teeth is that real i mean obviously not real skittles but like (laughs) is that that, those are his grills. It's just, oh, that's a grill. Oh, yeah, those are not his teeth. I didn't know what it was. on. Like, what did he have something installed over his mouth? I mean, what is that shit? I, it's, I'm sure it's possible to do he it. He looks I don't like think fucking, that, he looks dirty as shit. He's one of those new rappers that I said remind me of uh, Chucky. And I find him frightening. Yes, he's scary, right. That shit that's all over his face, that weird ass hair, that video. I'm sorry, it was odd. That ice cream <laughs> did bullshit. You see, did you go to see it with us? Who? It. 
it. Yeah, the fuck right. You know good and damn oh well. Gosh, it was so good. You and Alex and Asante went alone. Well, not alone. Obviously, you had each other. It was us. But y'all went I think without me. Went. It was probably everybody but me. Because I'm. T- oh my gosh. I'm not looking at that. His hair reminds me of this. You would see it in the trailer anyway. Of that scene in the movie where they're looking at the um. The slides, the picture of the slides, and they start moving real fast, and then his mama's hair starts moving around, and then it turns oh into it. it turns into Pennywise. That's what his hair reminds me of. Like he just looks like a very like demonic oh, clown. Pennywise. He scares yeah. me. So people are upset with Nicki Minaj for collaborating with Takashi Six Nine because Takashi Six Nine in 2015 pled guilty to uh, use of a child and sexual performance in a video, I guess, that was posted online Yikes. with him and a naked 13-year-old girl. I believe he was 18 at the time. I guess one of his friends at a party doing all kinds of sexually obscene things. <sighs> um, I'm so tired of me. And then I think afterwards he said that he didn't do it. And this is a case that's still unresolved. Like, I think he still has to go to court again at some point for this very same thing. So this isn't even something that was put to bed and they, you know, got a good lawyer to lie. Yeah, I remember Carly talking about him on her podcast a long time ago. And I remember thinking, I don't know who this is, but I have no reason to ever support or care. So I've heard about him for a long time and recently start, like, saw his face sometime this year. It's scary. Heard his music for the first time this year. (sighs) But I always knew him as just some new, you know, one of the new rappers that's popular on SoundCloud and shit and is, you know, always in some shit. Of course, there was, Mm -hmm. he's had beef with plenty of other rappers at this point and, you know, memes of him running around like a GTA character with a rifle in his hand and a whole bunch of other fuckery that is somehow, you know, I guess been, they trying to use it to cloud this whole thing I don't know because okay. it doesn't stop him from being supported you know so right the young people don't give one fuck most of them they, well a they lot of the barbs the streets and gnashed their teeth when that XXX boy died so true. so I feel like that's this- the other thing it's like so many of these new rappers are coming into the game like they're not bringing talent but they are bringing plenty of charges of abuse against like women young and or girls kids. young kids is that is what is just blowing my mind. Like, I think how... this nigga's like 22. Woo. Woo. Uh-uh. Sorry, I wasn't a fan of the video. I thought everything he did in it was, well, I thought the two of them looked ridiculous. Yeah, the video, the video looked a fool. But there's no reason for me to ever listen to this little boy's music. I will never watch or, or stream that again. Never. So. Unfortunate, because I did like Nikki's part on the song or whatever. I mean, I feel no more or less disappointed in Nikki's collaboration. Uh, he seems, I mean, she's got to be the most famous person he's collaborated with but i mean i looked it up and saw that he had features with like young thug and and story lanes fetty wap and some other niggas and i believe he signed i think he signed to like some weird mystery label that's underneath um oh, hell. universal like i think some ceo or chairman of universal has a son that has a label that is signed. Oh, that this kid like is signed privilege. to. Yo, no, abs one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Like some white boy that I think was a party promoter was like SoundCloud numbers. Sure, here's money. You know. Okay. Um. Uh, well, I'm never mad at anybody. You know, making their. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't say anything to support this boy. <laughs> I really tried to get that I just, sentence there's, out, I but can't, I just There's don't. nothing. I have nothing nice. I'm to just say. so I'm worn out, and he looks gross and scary. He so. really looks very terrifying. <laughs> Ugh. I'm not shocked that Nikki worked with him or like disappointed in her for choosing to work with him or whatever, though, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't really expect better 
out of Nicki Minaj. And number One two, hope, I'm sorry, I just you don't. Can't, I right. don't. And number two, it's you're gonna be hard pressed to work with a man in the in in the, in the entertainment industry, especially rap, especially rap. But across the across, you know, the line, mm-hmm. you're gonna be hard pressed to work with a man who has an unproblematic past. So I just don't. But also on this other third hand, Nikki is way past the point of needing to collaborate with people. So then it just kind of looks like, well, why did you do this? Why would you work with this little boy who means, I mean, I don't want to say means nothing because the kids care, but. Well, there are some whispers that this is now another we hate Cardi B thing, which I refuse to What does that have to do with anything? He don't like Cardi B? (sighs) Stretch your hands out with me on this reach. Now. Okay. (laughs) The fact that I'm really stretching. (laughs) Cardi B. um, Well, some weeks ago, maybe months ago, probably, uh, this young man was on The Breakfast Club. He referred to himself, I believe, as the king of New York. Charlemagne uh, quickly told him that he was not. And they argued that Cardi B oh, was God, actually... Oh, God, Right, girl. Let's not even mess. pull over. A whole nother mess. Um, <laughs> I just thought of, like, the irony. Yeah, <laughs> in all of this. Um... Yeah, so Cardi B recently on a song, uh, Who Want the Smoke, with her and her baby father, um, her husband, sorry. Right, right, right. And Lil Yachty. She referred to herself as King of New York. Um, and that's also where she told these bitches to get their AARP, or the AR would get to firing. Oh, yes, I did hear this. Um. So now it's like, you know, the the depths of the shade room and Twitter are saying, oh, well, she just working with Takashi 69 because they both don't like Cardi. Because at the beginning of the song, he said something like, I'm the king of New York. I'm looking for the queen or something like that. Oh, so, yeah, I did hear him say that. I refuse to believe that, that is this stupid. is all because of that. First of all, king of New York is a phrase that niggas will give themselves all the time. Like, people say that about themselves constantly. And you can't tell me that all it's the time. really beef between whoever this little white boy is and Cardi B over the use of that phrase. I just won't accept it. Sorry. I mean, it's happened before across reasons. I region, just will but not I just, believe that. Mm-mm. I don't. I, no. I, I can't I can't get that far. Sorry. No, I can't. I have like elbows and things in the way that just can't allow me to reach all the way out there. I would say I don't want to believe Nikki cares that much, but no, that's, no, that's false. But I, I don't believe that she purposefully went and worked with a pedophile just to get back at Cardi right, B. Right, because that doesn't that doesn't work. You, people end up looking at you like, okay, sis, but we have a lot of questions about why you chose to work with this specific person out of all the rappers you could have worked it with, problematic or, you know, to some degree lesser. So why this one? Mickey Minaj seems like she'll work with anybody that's not a female rapper that has the budget and a good beat. I was going to say, maybe the white boy record label he signed to was like, we'll pay whatever Nicki Minaj, what is it, $2 million for a verse? We got it. No problem. I don't know what Nicki charges, but know. yeah, just saying. Couldn't possibly be that girl. Nowhere near it. Well, sorry. I don't think the, if that was the intent, I don't think it, I don't think it made it. I don't Didn't think it landed. Help. <laughs> no. So I'm going to assume it wasn't. All it did was bring up <laughs> the old question of Nikki's brother. And like, oh, well, you know, y'all should have known. Which is known. just kind of like, yeah, boy, that was wide you open. You had to know <laughs> that by working with this little boy, people was going to be like, uh, what about your brother? Like, so you just love child molesters over here? you just like, yay. Who's caring about you? You know, the real questions. 
The real question. I thought of some people that I would like to see Nicki Minaj uh, collaborate with that don't have child porn cases against them. Nice. Love to hear a Nicki Minaj Rico Nasty feature collaboration. Rico Nasty, I really enjoy. Don't I like her energy. Is. I'm a popping ass bitch. Let me remind oh, you. Oh, okay. Never mind. I don't know everybody's names. Rico Nasty, I just love her energy. I love her look. Yes. I just think that she's fun. She also has so many songs I've heard that I've just been like, if Nicki Minaj were to jump on this, number one, tomorrow. And they neither one of them approaches rap the same way. They have completely different, like, styles and energies where they wouldn't even have to worry about, like, stepping on the other one or whatever. That is, I think, you know, Young M.A., Steflon Don. I would like to hear Young M.A. and Nicki on a track. Um... I really would. I'd love to hear a Nicki Minaj Timbaland produced record. Um, Nicki Minaj and Tamala Man. All right. Well, <laughs> so I thought you were serious, and then it became clear you weren't. So <laughs> let's just let's just end it right there because we won't be doing no trap remixes of uh, "Take Me to the King." <laughs> hey, yo, Tamala. Truth is, I'm tired too, young money. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Or like Nikki and Tasha Campbell. Woo! Okay. All right. Like an so, I'm still here remix. All right. So, is there anything left in Hot I'm Talks? I'm still here too. It's Nikki and Chun Lee. Chun Lee and Gina. Uh, <laughs> the fuck you gonna do? Wow. Hot fire. You, you should be proud of yourself. Or Nicki Minaj and the Crystal Gems. All right. So is that it for Hot Tops <laughs> and the Blue Lagoon? <laughs> and the Bottom Pink Lagoon. Pink diamonds. My wrist is froze. All these bitches is my sons like my name was Rose. Wow. Are you serious? <laughs> You're just, gonna keep just giving away ideas. Like all of these are better than Teriyaki Six Nine. All right. Well, I'm about to leave the studio. See you guys later. I'm just saying. You are know, you done with yourself? Do what you got to do, Nikki. I'm. I'm hoping we're gonna get some sensible stuff coming out here. I hope the album's good. I'm gonna just leave it right because the album gonna... should be coming out in the next two to three weeks. So I yeah. hope it's good. That's I all heard I got. some song that like leaked or whatever. I guess that was good. So I'm sure that I'm going to hear some stuff on there that I'm going to really like. And I hope that, you know, PR wise, everything pans out nicely. <laughs> That's it. That's God pretty much all we can hope for at this point. Okay. Um, Is this the last one? Oh, God. So Floyd Mayweather and 50 Cent are upset with one another. <sighs> are you sure you want to do this? I mean, do I? I don't even know. I'm exhausted just thinking about it, and I only saw one screenshot of one caption. So was it the last one? If it was the one where 50 Cent was going in on Floyd and talking about... The FaceTime? Yes. That's where it gets... That's why I, saw, I was like, wait a fucking minute. Let's go on a trip. Okay. So, All I right. don't know, 50 Cent and Floyd Mayweather have had some weird on and off friendship thing where sometimes they're cool sometimes they're not i don't know whatever okay so 50 cent who at this point really should have a block or like i don't know if he should have his own shade room or what or maybe podcast the queen's court i don't know what like 50 cent needs an outlet something to let it all out 
besides just Instagram, I guess Instagram is good enough. Get the strap.com. That has to. He must own that. Mm. I, I don't know. Uh, so, so I guess I think Floyd Mayweather is expecting a baby with some girl or some or maybe this girl is pregnant. I don't know. This girl. No. OK. Floyd Mayweather got somebody pregnant. OK. One of his exes was uh, chastised for this. Was chastised for getting pregnant? For not being the pregnant one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Someone on the internet on Instagram said she did what Bad Medina, I guess that's the girl's name, mm. couldn't do in years. Bad Medina responded and said, I'd rather have a husband than a baby. Money isn't everything. Real love is, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking for a real nigga. Real love, I'm searching for. Oh, no, I get that. it. I don't follow her logic, but, you know, don't have babies you don't want to have. Period. period. Especially not period. with abusers. <laughs> with a T at the end. Yes. Period. Period. Um, 50 Cent took a screenshot or whatever of this and posted it on his page. It said, oh, no, you're supposed to be on top, champ. Shaking my head. You keep losing these hoes in front of everybody. Why is she saying she want love instead of things and you done blew millions? A nigga... <laughs> So a nigga gonna walk up and walk off with that hoe that ain't got a dime lol and she even responded and said a hoe get the fuck out of here just because you want to talk talk your shit about him doesn't mean you have to bring me up as a hoe never was and never have been fuck out of here to which he responded to her because he has time of course and said bitch don't ever in your life mistake me for floyd <sighs> he tried to buy your love i would have bought you a bus i would have brought you bus ticket I'm different kind of nigga. You don't want no smoke with me. Fun. What are you saying? <laughs> what? I, what? I don't want no smoke. Are you going to fight me, 50 Cent? He also took a screenshot of that and put it on his page. Champ got a hundred bitches. You been cool because he been spending the money, but you don't know you a hoe. Get the strap. Get the why would why would we need to get the strap for It's just like that's like his period. Like city girls have period, period, and his is get the strap. But period just means end of story, whereas get the strap is inciting violence. It is. That means But that's how he Okay, ends but see, no everything. <laughs> this isn't okay. Sorry. No, it's wrong. But I'm saying <laughs> This, is this isn't gonna used. work as a catchphrase. Get the strap. Oh no, sorry. I'm surprised work. he hasn't just have like oh, no. dungarees and gauchos. We really don't need get, get the strap, strap slide. That is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Um Floyd posted a photo of fifty cent. I don't know if this is from GQ or something. And it says go snitch or die telling. Oh my god, I'm so tired. His caption says Curtis confidential informant Jackson. You're mad because your oldest son, Marquis' mother, doesn't want to be with you. Your son, your own flesh and blood, don't want nothing to do with you. You haven't had a hit song on radio and who knows when. And you're definitely not hot enough to even sell records anymore, so Interscope dropped you. You are jealous of any rapper, athlete, or entertainer that's hot or got something going on for yourselves. Or for themselves, sorry. You're a certified snitch. And we got paperwork to prove it. You talk about Ja Rule, but you stole his whole style and ran with it. You're the only self-proclaimed gangster that never put in work. You need to pay homage to the real 50 Cent for stealing his name and his storyline. Forgot about that. Your claim to fame was getting shot numerous times and living to tell it, and you think that's gangster? Where at? You're currently living in a fucking apartment in Jersey. You're always in somebody else's business to stay relevant. Jersey's lovely There's nice apartments. Like really great real estate I mean, you can get a luxury penthouse and that's still an apartment. Like, I mean, so what is the, the apartment by itself is not shade. You should 
just become a blogger because it's obvious you don't have nothing going on in your life. I, I, I agree with I think the 50 Cent would make a lot of I mean, otherwise, this read is pretty accurate. <laughs> it's not wrong. Are you mad that Kanye West ended your career? The only thing you got going on is power, and everybody watches that because Ghost is a dope-ass character on the show. You can leave the show. Everybody would still watch power. But out there in the real world, I'm the real Ghost. <laughs> I don't get this reference because I can't do power. That's oh I really God. tried. Ridiculous. I really tried. That's so good. I really tried. I mean, I haven't started this new season yet because I'm, I still hate so many people on that show and I'm not ready to like get emotionally back into being pissed. That's not a mansion in Connecticut that you're in debt for. That's a dump, a money pit, an oversized trap house. It was dope when Mike Tyson had it in the late 80s, early 90s, but you couldn't afford to maintain it. You're always talking about somebody who's broke, but the last time I checked, it was Curtis Jackson that filed for bankruptcy, not Floyd Mayweather. So quick to gossip like a bitch. Why don't you tell everybody how you got herpes from DJ? Some people are assuming that DJ is his second child's mom because her name's Daphne Joy. Oh, okay. Where's your memes for that, huh? Who wrote all these words? We un... Because this announced. is so long. We don't know yet. I know good damn well. And like the spelling and grammar for the most part is pretty good. So somebody else, he dictated this message and somebody. Probably a very kind stripper. Very nice stripper, yes. Was able to, you know, transcribe. Paying her tuition with his money was like, all right, nigga, give me a notes app. Or better yet, post on how your Coca-Cola deal wasn't really 300 million, you fucking liar, and tell how... That spinning G-unit necklace that somebody got robbed for was fake. Just remember, I was with you every day, and your driver, Bruce, was my driver. Also, I know where all the bones are buried, so be easy, Curtis Jackson. And by the way, don't ask to borrow no more money from me. Ooh, oh, he called you broke so many times. I mean, everybody's broke to that nigga. Like, That's true. Floyd Mayweather has a lot, especially with a nigga who can't read. He has a lot of fucking money, so... 50 Cent posted a photo of Floyd Mayweather crying and said, I must have hurt your feelings, champ. You had someone write a book. I'm going to take my... <laughs> so easy to laugh at either one of them. Because, <laughs> like, so I'm not on 50 they're both pretty horrible. That's true. He did have somebody write that Very book. much so. God damn, that was a short story. He also posted that um, clip of him on The Breakfast Club where he's trying to do that drop. <sighs> And that's just I shouldn't. I feel laugh like at shit it. every time I look because illiteracy is not. It's funny. not a funny thing. But Floyd Mayweather is such a piece of shit that you want to. I laugh. just want to laugh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Because he's not a nice. Let's get through this next caption. <sighs> yes, I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna take my time with this so I get it all out. Oh, We're gonna start with Father your. God. <laughs> we're gonna start with your eleven domestic violence cases. Wait a minute, I'll do them in order. Remember, you asked for this. Get the strap. Then Floyd Mayweather posted something about him not knowing who, him possibly not being the father of his second child. And this is, it's just like, how did this happen? Over you getting somebody pregnant and them right. talking about your ex? Like, now you're talking about each other's kids <laughs> and herpes and... Both of y'all are acting like Candy in the ball when they told her that she could not vote. And she knew she couldn't vote when she went out there. <laughs> Both of y'all are escalating this when you could just chill and sit the fuck down. It's like y'all are really reacting and because that girl responded. On the team. <laughs> what are you doing right now? I don't remember what uh, Laomi's character's name was. Maybe she. I think one of them name was Florida. 
I don't remember. Oh, I think so. But, I mean, why didn't you just send her out there if you wanted to win Fan Vogue to You know you can't. Candy panicked, and she was like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. I'm not leaving here without a grand prize trophy. Yes, you are, girl. That's yes, gonna happen, the sis. fuck you are. We are all actually disgraced. I cannot <laughs> wait to see the first ball of next season when they drag their asses back. They're gonna have to do some apologizing. Pray Tell is going to re... Oh, you know what? You're right. They have to have a scene outside of the ballroom where they just sit down and be like, like my bad that we disrespected. I saw Candy gave her a little, you know, a little, a little classy kiss when um oh, when yeah, Blanca when got Blanca her grand won. prize yeah, yeah, yeah. for the house or whatever. Right. Lulu was mad the whole night. I mean, you just have to stay mad. <laughs> and that's just it is what it is. Oh, I cried when Blanca when Blanca got Mother of the Year. I wept. Even though it was so clearly coming, yeah, I just cried. I drived in when she told Angel so that she needed to prepare to take over the house. Ugh, tears there. Oh my god! When ugh, I love how we left the niggas and went right back to those. <laughs> Something we care about. <laughs> Something that matters. When Electra told her, "You always were my heart." Yes. Oh, oh my god. god! I cried so hard. When Electra was like, "I know that I have not been the best mother." That whole scene where she was just like, "I know I've been trash, but you've so- shown me all this kindness, and so I am going to fix your contour and read these bitches." <laughs> And bring your house. I'm going to bring some niggas to your house, and I'm going to help you, girl, because you deserve. It was just some little poppy went back. Mm. When the white girl told her husband that he was gonna move back in to help her with them kids, and he was gonna get a job in Jersey so she could go to school, so that when the kids are old enough, she can divorce him and take care of them by her damn self. I was like, you better tell your white man. Sounds fair to me. I love it. <laughs> I like it a lot. And I used to hate her in like all her roles because she used to always play like a crazy, a crazy bitch that fucked somebody's husband and then was mad at, at the wife. She looks like <laughs> that other white girl to me. She was in House of Cards the first season. Yes, she was. And I guess. Oh, I remember her. Bit of the second. But she reminds me of Anna Kendrick with shorter hair. Okay. Don't they faces look alike to you? Mm. What's her name? This other oh, girl. it's not Kate Mara. Is it Kate Mara? Google Kate Mara. Kate Let me be Mara. right. Let me be right. Let me be right. Let me be right. Let me be right. Kate Mara. Yes! Woo! Kate, Ow. Kate Rooney Right about Mara. things. Ow. Yeah, she was Zoe on House of Cards. Ooh. And she was on the first when season of American Horror Story. When that bitch got pushed in front of the train, I, I said, like, bye-bye. Saw that coming, girl. <laughs> Don't know how you didn't, sis. Mm. You seem smarter mm-hmm. than that. Mm-hmm. You had to know, girl. Okay, anyway. Okay, so they did this whole back and forth thing about uh, Floyd Mayweather losing girls to other famous people, 50 Cent being poor, and then... (laughs) And then somehow, like, as if any of these people are poor. Anyway. Compared to me? No, you're certainly not. (laughs) 50 Cent could walk in here right now and be like, this is mine, here's the cash, and goodbye, get out. This is my studio, so see you faggots later. Um... So then, here's where things got to. I was already over it when the kids were brought up because I just feel like that's always unnecessary. And it really was unnecessary given where this began. Um, But a few years ago, I don't know how many people remember this story. I do. But 
There was a guy, a rapper by the name of Earl Hayes, who was also uh, friends with Floyd Mayweather. I don't know if the recording label he was signed to was Floyd Mayweather's label. I don't really know what TMT okay. was. But he and Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather were friends. He had a girlfriend or wife at the time named uh, Stephanie Mosley. Yes, I do she remember this. She was a dancer, an actor. She was on Hit the Floor, I believe, on VH1. She danced for some real uh, big acts and stuff like that. And at the time, he... They said that he believed she was cheating on him with Trey Songs, mm. and ended up calling Floyd Mayweather on FaceTime before killing the wife yep. and himself. Yep, I remember. And Floyd Mayweather was all tore up over this. I remember TMZ was like he was on FaceTime when it happened, and then it was like no, he was he was talking to him before and was trying to calm him down, and then he hung up and just like Floyd. Mayweather, Floyd, I guess, never witnessed it, but he was all fucked up behind it. 50 and Floyd made up, I think, at that time, because he said that, like, I think 50 kind of implied that that Floyd was threatening to kill himself as well and all this other stuff. So... I mean, yeah, that would fuck anybody up. I mean, That yeah. was really disturbing. So... 50 Cent posts a, fit, uh, a photo in the midst of all of this current foolishness. And it's Floyd with uh, Earl Hayes and his wife, Stephanie, at the time. And the caption says he beat 50 men, 11 women, and caused two bodies. Keep calling me and I'm going to show champ. And then he posts again. This is a picture with Floyd. The same two, Earl and Stephanie, and then another guy named P. Raylett. And this caption says, Floyd, you are the champ, but you are a sucker at heart. You want it all, I know. I watched you do some foul shit to Rila, and he's your best friend. When he broke up with his girl, Jessica, you kept her around, got her an apartment, bought her a car because you wanted to fuck her. Rila ain't sweated. He was keeping it playa. Hayes. Earl Hayes just wasn't built like that tell everybody why you was on FaceTime when he killed Stephanie and himself because he was confronting you about fucking his wife you was pumping all that Trey Song shit get the fuck out of here you didn't give a fuck you just went to watch the ball game so damn I mean most of that is stuff that was being reported out of you know at the time (laughs) but he is saying that Stephanie was actually sleeping with Floyd right and Earl Hayes was confronting him before the murder-suicide. Which also, so, yeah, adds another layer to why he would have been so distressed. I mean, yeah. It, because you have to feel like it was kind of your... I wouldn't be surprised if he felt like it was his fault. That yeah, that this happened. is true, yeah. I oh, mean... Oh, my God. Well, no, I wouldn't say true because murder-suicide because your wife slept with somebody else is an extreme reaction to hearing that news it's not rational it doesn't make sense to to do something like that and just because they i guess maybe she cheated were they together i don't know it doesn't matter but regardless it's like that is a ridiculous thing to do because you found out this nigga slept with your wife like murder suicide doesn't make sense in yeah the- no murder suicide obviously doesn't make sense in any like it right. just I, I mean yes you know what i'm saying i'm just like I would be distraught regardless of whether or not he, you know, like I would just be distraught because my friend murdered his wife. Right. And And then on top of that, himself. You know, so I would be fucked up regardless. But yes, it would definitely add another really very (laughs) crazy layer to it if that is the reason why. I would experience a lot of guilt. I would feel very guilty. Talk about hypermasculinity, bro. This whole thing, the fact that they took it this far and over what? Over nothing. Over this girl commenting on Instagram. <laughs> like, what? 
Y'all let it get to this point. Nobody where was even up, talking to I am one of y'all. Hypermasculinity being the whole or a huge part of the problem behind that murder suicide thing in the first right. place. This idea that somebody else is so, so what now her vagina is ruined. <laughs> like what? What it was? It, no, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna try to make sense out of nonsense. Kia taught me better than that. Yeah, but no, there is absolutely no sense. These there. niggas it's really let so it go stupid. this far. Uh, Instagram has to step in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Somebody at Instagram needs to step in and be like, this is not okay. We're shutting down one or both profiles because look at how far y'all have taken this mess. It's just so, this is done. For no reason. For nah. I bet if they really sat there and thought about it, they couldn't even think of why they really mad at each other. Because there's nothing to be mad at. You're just Not for real. Fussing. Not this man. Right. You're just really getting on this app and fussing. For what? When you could just not. For millions and millions of people to gawk at and make jokes and, and like, this is so dark and stupid It's all stupid funny till somebody dies. It's always hilarious till somebody dies. And this, this sounds, I don't want to say that, but it just sounds like it's take it's getting in a direction where it's going to be out of control very quickly. It's already out of control. See? It will be see? physically and out I of control. Just, right, yes. that's what I'm saying. I can see what you're saying. I don't want it to spill over into real life where niggas are really fighting, really shooting over this bullshit. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. When you could easily just, you know, use your money to to have sex in your jacuzzis or whatever it is that you do. Oh, Lord, if you decide to bless me, bless me with millions, I promise to never be one of these bitches. Here's a word I can keep. <laughs> I'm saying it today in front of God and everybody else. If you, Lord, if you let me earn millions of dollars, I will log off Instagram. I will not be going back and forth in these captions like 50 Cent Floyd Mayweather, Brandy versus everybody. I won't be doing it. I promise you I won't. I will log off and enjoy being rich. I will just go sit in the air conditioning somewhere because this is a waste of money. Like, if Give me your money. Either one of y'all. It don't even matter. The broke one, too. Like, I will take 50 Cent's. <laughs> Fifty cents cash, whatever he has in his checking account, and just go live my life. Like I don't. How can you be this bored? I don't know. It's sad. It really is. It's a mess. And again, we don't even know why. Look, at... it's all egotistical stuff. And y'all just love it. Y'all still dicks. gonna watch Power? Y'all love the nigga shit that happens on Power every week. My I do. Every week, my social media feeds start posting pictures of these people asking what happened to some kids. I don't even know who's fucking kids or what context. And I'm just like, I'm, I don't get the nigga shit. I don't. I'm not up on it. Again, I haven't started the new season, but it's still going to be fuck Tariq for me for life. Don't even know who that is. A horrible shit stain of a child. Oh, he's a child. Okay. He well, thinks you felt- he's grown, but he isn't. And that's the fucking problem. You said that exact same thing about Aiden Parks. Uh, Nida. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You I said, said that Dylan oh, was bad. Well, which one of them? And that is because I watched TV. <laughs> you said Dylan was. I didn't say he was a shit state. He ain't that bad. <laughs> okay, I'm he's just like anybody's little mischievous child. And now I kind of like Dylan more than Aiden. <laughs> what happened? To change the sides. Now I kind of like it. <laughs> You appreciate a little sassy shithead kid yeah, you now. Yeah, got a little, little personality. A little rebel. They're going to take your shit, I'm into Phaedra. It. We'll see if they come back on Housewives. I wouldn't be surprised. If not this season, next one, for sure. I mean, even if we just get her kids, like, cussing her out. And, telling and her Candy what will, apparently will followed Portia on Instagram. I guess they're getting closer to being over whatever, the, the rape accusations or <sighs> attempted like rape. This could have been taken care of 
a, I mean, not taken care of because if somebody lied on me like that, I would probably never be cool with that bitch again. It's never going to happen. But a sincere apology and then you staying the fuck out my face and not trying to laugh and joke like we're friends is all I ask. Mm-hmm. That's really all I ask. I can be in the same room with pretty much anybody and act professional or cordial. But how many people do you have to, for however many months out of the year, be around whether you want to or not and have people telling y'all you need to be here at this time and 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 also talking to other people around y'all and saying, oh, go and have a conversation about the time that Crystal Ask and this person did this, this. Yeah. and putting y'all intentionally in like uncomfortable situations mm, to see yeah. which one of y'all is going to snap the other one's neck first. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's plenty and I'm of not people. leaving because my check is so big and you're not leaving because you need it. <laughs> it's fine we so, all need to work <laughs> that's it this week for hot tops let's just and start talking if about you give pose. a bottom a cookie let's just replace everything with pose yeah, let's, just make, let's pose just make it a pose recap, recap show. yeah that's oh what I, let's God. just do that. let's just change the read who yeah. cares it's fine i'm fine i'm fine with that all right we'll be back when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for your business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up so what's the best way to do that we've told you it's your girl zip recruiter zip recruiter finds qualified candidates fast honey and right now you can try it for free girl at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself you can get things from bobby schmurda to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of america's story now they are the story here feed of episodes from across npr's podcast that center on black voices turn on npr today and hear a range of voices as varied nuanced and black as the country we reflect stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts it's time for listener letters mm-hmm. we need jingles i want like fantasia and or kiki wyatt to sing a black excellence jingle for letters okay uh... I, f- I need like a whispery letter maybe like a, a like an airy like a like a fairy like maybe like a scissor Okay, I was thinking uh, Janae Aiko. Mm-hmm. 
That will work as well. Maybe a, she fits a, in with our weed smoking aesthetic. Yes, yes, very, very much so. The read while well, we've got, fan, we've got. I was going to say Fantasia again. We've got Takia. Oh yes, we have well, Kia doing the past three. three. I think she should just do both. Maybe we should just hire Kia to sing little intros for every segment. Why not? She'd be like, "Okay, sis, you go for it." Or she might also just say, "Hell no, I'm never doing that." Oh yeah, that as well. So we don't know. We'll ask her. Um, send your questions to asktherita gmail dot com. Last week we asked for recommendations for Black queer spaces for femme identified people in particular who are looking to connect with other femme people and y'all had a lot of suggestions that i have never heard of such as cafe ursley i can't even i don't even know if i'm saying that clearly probably not but mm. uh, lot 45 kinfolk which sounds perfect like that sounds like a place i need to be yeah. there's also a party collective called um Black Film Love. You can check them out at thepartynoir.com. They have events in Chicago and New York. Sounds like it. I mean, that's all it. Right in the name. There's also, of course, the number one response that we got was, of course, the most lesbian thing of all time, which is Meetup. Of course, these dykes have (laughs) groups on Meetup. What's Meetup? Oh, my God. You never heard of Meetup? I mean, it sounds strange. When to the I point. first moved here, yes, it's literally meet up. You put in your like zip code and things you're interested in, and there are clubs, groups for people interested in the exact same thing. When I first moved here, I, I looked for one for Saints fans in New York because I wanted to go to a bar with other Saints fans every Sunday to watch the game <laughs> to find out where it was airing because you can't never get Saints games up north because this is not the fucking region for Saints games. So that makes sense. Right. So anyway, of course, there's lots of lesbian stuff available, um, apparently, on Meetup. Let's see. I wanted to make sure I mentioned everybody who said something. Follow Babetown New York City on Instagram. That doesn't sound black. Uh, You never know. I don't know what you call y'all. Well, she said not exclusively for people of color, Mm, but always super mixed crowd racially and with gender expression and with age. People are very open to each other. Something that is very rare in New York City. Um, That sounds like Moscow Mules. There's another one called Sister Spin. Oh, that sounds fun. Yes. Um, it is a female and femme DJ collective of black and brown women, femme identifying folks. Yes. Um, uh, most of their stuff is in Brooklyn, of course. Duh. There's a black queer festival in D.C. If you want to hang out, there's also something called Honey Groove. Mm. Black femme brunch. I'm like, wow. Nigga. That sounds like weird. There's all kinds of Girls stuff. Fran hair go to dance. There's a By Us For Us. There's a Brooklyn Boyhood, which I have heard of. There's lots of options. So hopefully one of those uh, works out for you. I hope you enjoy it. And I don't know. Find the femme identified femme love of your love. life. You know, share lipstick and heels and probably be happier than I will dealing with these niggas because stress. I mean, hey. You know what? I really feel like dating studs is not even the way to escape the stress of dealing with niggas. You probably have to date other films because I feel like well, I'm sure the studs and niggas have a lot in common. They're really nigga adjacent in a lot of ways. Probably. So, all right. Let's move on to our first question this week. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I'm sorry. This girl with the white boyfriend, she's going to have to wait. Because <laughs> we did that last week and I was just so weary. Or was it the week before? Anyway, this uh, question comes from Honest Abilene. 
who <laughs> says, I'm going to jump right into this. I have a friend who's tall, amazingly beautiful, and a highly successful uh, plus-size woman. She wrote BBW, but I don't like that term. I actually yeah. prefer the term fat, but I know we're not all there yet. So <laughs> She says, I'm also plus-size, and we became friends long ago, trading clothes and trading struggles. She has always struggled with allowing men to dog her out, regardless of how much our group of friends try to tell her how gorgeous she is. She just can't seem to see her self-worth. We try to give her advice on not letting guys treat her like shit, of course, only when she asks for it, because we know she's not going to listen anyway. And she still does stupid stuff, like going to the homes of men that she met on Tinder, thinking that she's going to be in a serious relationship with them. She even had a run-in with a married man, and we all warned her, but she didn't listen. Fast forward, she's hooking up with a guy that another friend introduced her to. She's super sprung off him, extra clingy, and being really annoying to this incredibly good guy. We've told her to back off, but she is practically running him away. She pops up at his job and other places that she knows he'll be in a very stalkerish way. I just don't understand how she got so attached to this guy in two months. After trying to have a talk with her about it, she blew up on me and said I was judging her. We're now not speaking at all. I'm pretty much at the point where I'm prepared to throw the whole friendship away. On one hand, I've seen firsthand how guys have treated her, and I know that stuff can really have an effect on your psychological health. I've suggested therapy, to which she answers, I'm already in therapy, but I don't believe her. I am sick of being her emotional dumpster. My question is, how would you handle talking to a super sensitive friend who isn't ready to receive advice that you yourself would greatly appreciate? Signed, Honest Abilene. Advice that you would lo- that you would appreciate. I think she's saying if I was in this situation, running around looking stupid, chasing this man away, I would want somebody to be like, "Hey, sis, you are doing a lot right now. People are it's different. A bad idea. I don't know. You know, I'm only." Uh, 30 years into this life thing but I think that um, at this point for me I try to offer up um, whatever I can when I feel like my friends are not making the best decisions or can make a, a decision that would benefit them in another way or what have you but situations like this where you know your friend is not going to do what they said or what you I mean what you told them or you know that they're going to overreact or they're just going to be sensitive to it I just feel like you know what I said what I needed to say or I felt like I needed to say and now I'm just going to be here when this whole thing unravels and you need somebody to cry with yeah I think being a supportive friend means being there for your friend, but also knowing when to back up for your own sake, because it can be incredibly frustrating to sit there and watch somebody do something that you know is going to blow up in their faces. So you kind of have to be able to balance that and be like, hmm, like, okay, I gave this bitch some really good advice and she is still popping up anywhere this man posts a picture on Instagram and nothing I say is going to get her to stop acting like that. Like, I think having a healthy distance between those two things is going to be helpful for you, but... I don't know. If if you said she claims to already be in therapy. So why don't you believe her? <laughs> I mean, so I kind of the feel like thing. we talk about therapy very openly. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I kind of feel like if my friend were going to therapy, like I would I wouldn't just find out randomly after I suggested that, that, she, go, go, that she right? goes. I think people would already my friends would already know. But I'm not ashamed of it, so I talk about it very openly, whereas yeah, some no. people may not want to share that they go to therapy with others. So I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I mean, because once you really get into therapy, you can start working on some shit that you are ashamed of. Right. So maybe she maybe she is feeling a way about That's it. That's why I'm there, sis. <laughs> 
What I can say is that if you've been treated like shit by men all your life because of your size, and probably not even just size, it's probably other things oh, yeah. being folded into like her for. identity, and niggas have been terrible for you for a long time because of that, it can be very difficult to be like, oh, well, I just love myself. Myself is mm-hmm. everything. Like, yeah. I'm great no matter what you niggas think about me. A yep. lot of girls out here are still really worried about men. In whatever way. And it's not even like, oh, my God, bitch, stop caring about niggas. It's like people are not wrong or bad for wanting companionship or nope. wanting to be loved, I guess. Yes. I, I figured that out in therapy because I used to just be like, damn, what's wrong with you niggas? Turn your feelings off. But <laughs> that's not, you know, healthy or whatever, I guess. That's what my therapist just, said. I think it's very human. It's very want... human to want companionship. I right. don't. But it's human that you do. And so maybe she's found somebody that she feels like respects her and treats her great and he's sexy and fun. And so she's just like, oh, I can't let this one go. And she doesn't know how to to cope or deal in a healthy way. But you're not going to be the one to get her to see that either. Like you try to talk to her. She's still acting like this. So you are not going to be able to talk her out of acting like this. Like it's going to have to be some sort of direct consequence for her actions where this nigga is just like lose my number because... You keep showing up in my mama's house. It's not okay. Like, I, me and you are not that serious. It's got to be something like that. And honestly, when I think about a lot of the times that my friends have been like, hey, girl, you're out here looking crazy. Or, hey, this isn't the greatest. Or, hey, tighten up here. Life has taught me those lessons, I feel like, a lot more effectively than just listening to my friends. And that's not to say that them saying it is not effective in any way or is insignificant because mm-hmm. it, that's not what I'm saying at all. But sometimes, like, I'll hear them and be like, they're so right, but oh my God, <laughs> I just want to do whatever I want to do. And then it takes right. life to, like, the whole entire foot of life to kick me directly in my throat for me to hit the ground and be like, oh, this is why I shouldn't do that. You know, and obviously that's not bright you would like for someone to just sit you down and be like hey sis warning 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 and you just take it and run with it and you know there's plenty of stuff like that that will happen but yeah sometimes you speak to your friend and you did your job and now they know if they didn't before Mm -hmm. and you just gotta pray for them amen and you know be available if you can hope your hardest (laughs) when shit falls apart you know and not say I told you so yeah because Being supportive of somebody, it can be really difficult when people are making decisions and you're just like, bitch, if I could shake some sense into you. Yeah, you'll get frustrated. I swear to God. You don't really have to. You really don't. You can let her make those decisions and know that, like, you tried. Yeah. She asked for your help. You gave it. That does not mean she has to take it. All you can do at that point is be there when the pieces fall. And it doesn't, it also doesn't mean that she'll never see reason or understand where you're coming from. She probably knows right now that you're right. Right. She just can't stop. She just needs a little something that's going to kick her in the butt that's not you, <laughs> that's going to make her act right. Right. Exactly. And and so, again, don't put that burden on yourself because it is not on you, her yeah. decisions and all that. Don't let it stress you. Help where you can and leave her the fuck alone. Let her figure this out, you know, otherwise. Because we're all trying to get through life. We're all trying to learn and grow in this dating. Well, most of us are trying to learn and grow in this dating game. And, you know, we're going to go through things. So let her go through it. Be a good friend by being there when inevitably this man is like, I'm tired of you stalking me. Don't call me no more. Yeah. Yes. And good luck to her and you. Because it just, I know what it's like to try to date when you feel 
bad about yourself yeah. and it's just that's a recipe for disaster yeah you really it's like the most cliched bullshit but you really do have to love and value and respect yourself before you try to be with somebody else because niggas who ain't shit will smell the mm. the non-love and the non-respect it's and like the bacon in the morning they smell it mm-hmm. on you and they're like mm, they're going a bitch I can manipulate and take advantage of absolutely I'm finna go be with her like cognitively yes they do it on purpose <laughs> like, so, so. Again, good luck and God bless because it's hard out here. We actually just got an update just now to the inbox from the young lady who wrote us in last week who has the white boyfriend and she was fucking the black man Mm -hmm. and Paul was turning her out. She was like, what do I do? So she said, I was preparing for ways to have a serious discussion with my boyfriend about my lack of satisfaction in our sex life when I had to bump up the discussion because Paul decided to be slick and messaged my boyfriend asking to set up another threesome. Oh, my boyfriend was prepared to do it. Work, Paul. But I quickly told him to tell Paul never mind and to block him. He and I had oh, look a, at you, right? Doing good things. He and I had a very open and surprisingly humorous conversation about ways we can change things. We put things into action two nights ago, and he decided to implement lots of foreplay techniques. And surprise, surprise! Although I still did not have the orgasm I had with he who shall not be named. I got way closer than I did before. <laughs> okay, we're working. We're getting We're going to continue these techniques and play around a bit more, but I am thankful he's taking my pleasure more into consideration. Thanks again so much for your help. Can't wait until you guys have another live show here in Chicago. Good news. I am so glad your white man heard your frustrations and was like, Paul is going to take my girl if I don't get this dick game together. <laughs> so, and Paul was working on it. I am glad for you, sis. Maybe you can help out black Nancy Drew here who says, I'm black and I've been dating a white man for six years. I love him and we work so well together. We have the same morals, blah, blah, blah. I just know I found my soulmate. <laughs> Sorry. We're both pursuing doctoral degrees. Mm. Hence, we haven't gotten married yet, but I know one day we will. How do I know we will? Because I am the black Nancy Drew. I have been open with him that I snoop and I get to the bottom of everything. We agreed in the beginning of our relationship that we should have nothing to hide and we both have access to each other's accounts and phones. (laughs) Okay. So, did I quietly check his email and see that he's been making payments on the ring of my dreams? Yes. Do I casually peruse his text messages once a month? Yes, I sure do. This brings me to my issue. While I was doing my usual monthly check-in... Of course it brings I love that it's probably just on her calendar, like, go through that white boy's phone. (laughs) It's the first. I saw a text between him and his best friend. His best friend is a childhood friend who is white and has always been respectful and kind to me, but I do know... Oh, boy. I do know that he voted for Trump and is a Trump supporter. Mm. My boyfriend hates Trump and his ideals, but loves his best friend and looks past it, which I could never do, but whatever. In this text, my boyfriend asked his best friend if he ended up getting the promotion he was up for, and the best friend's response was, no, some nigger got it because of affirmative action. And my boyfriend said, sorry to hear that, bro, but there's always other opportunities. So many thoughts have run through my head at this point, but mainly these two. Why the fuck did my boyfriend not say anything to correct him? And how can his best friend possibly be in my wedding, let alone at it, when he's obviously a fucking racist piece of shit? Now that I've seen this, what do I do? I know my boyfriend never uses the N-word. We've had plenty of discussions about the topic. And we've had incidences in public where he's, where he's had no problem putting random strangers in their place. Not me but this the time. Fact, <laughs> the fact that his best friend does so casually leads me to believe that when I'm not around his friends, they are openly racist and my boyfriend says nothing. Is our relationship I mean, why wouldn't a mistake? You, think that? <laughs> you should think that. 
Is our relationship a mistake? Do you think he's been putting on a front for six years? And what about the best friend? How do I tell him his best friend cannot be in the wedding because I will not celebrate our day with a racist asshole? Asshole. I know I did this to myself by going through his phone, but I cannot pretend I didn't see it and just let it go. Please help the black Nancy Drew. Well, Nance, um, it sounds like, I mean, the way you frame this, you are well aware that you do this with one another. Did she not say that? He doesn't. He or doesn't, she, like she said that she was open about snooping. She told him in the beginning that she will snoop and get to the bottom of everything. And so she does. But I don't think he knows that she checks his email and his text because she says she did so quietly. So she just like she like, I guess, half assedly said, I don't know, probably in the middle was like, today. don't think I won't go. Through right. The phone like I will. halfway joking and considered that a but warning has been <laughs> right. doing it. She was like, you actually been put on notice. But she does it this. monthly. She has the access to it. Where did she get it? He said they leave their phones unlocked. Like, I think they can just go right, through right, each right, other's right, things. Right. Yeah, yeah, So, okay, so that he has to be aware that this is something. Like, he may not know that you're doing it every month or when you're doing it at all, but he must. He has to know that you can. You can. Right. You know, so I don't think that I would have an issue approaching him about this situation at all, seeing as how like it seems like wide open right the the issue is not even so much that you went through his phone yeah no that's not the issue at all like i'm just like since it it is so clear that this is something that happens or something that you're capable of it seems to me as simple as just approaching him and being like so i know that your friend said nigger and i know that you ain't said nothing about it so here are all of the things we gonna do next (laughs) you know like (laughs) it just doesn't seem like that should be an awkward or difficult thing to approach he knows that you snoop he knows that his phone is unlocked you've been like so i saw tad use the n-word and talking about he didn't get a job because of affirmative action and i saw you treat that shit like it didn't happen so here are my questions and here are your resolutions (laughs) like this is what's going to happen yes because as a black woman in a relationship with a white man and finding out that this is going on i don't really need too much from you here's what you're gonna do or here's how i can leave you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, but that's how I feel. No, exactly. Same. That's how I feel. Yes. I'm not going to walk into, you know, out of, I'm just going to say walk out of my community and into yours. That's extra. Ooh, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm dating a white man. I know this is extra. I can, I know what I'm doing too I much. won't leave the blacks. <laughs> I left my Negroes. With all of our seasonings. No, but seriously, like you, you like I'm dating a white man because I love you and I'm, I'm looking past all of that. And as someone myself, no, like when you think about it, like I can look at tons of white boys that I think are, are very attractive. Mm-hmm. But I know with many of them, I probably wouldn't have a conversation that I would want to be a part of for more than two hours. <sighs> Or at some point, something like this is going to happen yeah. where I'm going to be like, niggas ain't shit, but I just should have stuck with what I knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you know, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how, how could you be dating a black person and your friend 
since kids not somebody that you made friends with over the past three years working at your job or whatever and y'all just became cool because both y'all niggas like hockey or whatever like somebody that you should be able to talk to completely unfiltered because you've been friends since the sandbox that's what i get from childhood friend right Mm -hmm. how the fuck are you in a relationship getting ready to be married to a black woman this motherfucker knows <laughs> all of I'm that saying, right. and still felt comfortable to use that language with you mm-hmm. and you said nothing. That's an issue. That's a problem. It is. Like, you wanting to be friends or, or deciding to remain friends with somebody who stands for Trump is like, okay. You know what I mean? But you've been friends mm-hmm. way before any of that. Maybe you're just like, all right, I'm going to take this bag of bullshit with you because I care about you and have before that nigga was president. And I know we're going to bump heads or whatever, but ultimately I love you. That's your cross to bear. And that's fine. But you're not going, like, looking past that should mean looking past all of the bigotry that comes with that whole, you know, stand and racists and people that, you know, align their thoughts and morals with that fuckboy. So, like, on top of all of that, you claim to, to to not agree with him. You claim to not like Trump. You hate Trump or whatever. But you're letting mm-hmm. this nigga like Trash. say that kind of stuff. And I'm supposed to be cool with it. Right. No, we have issues. I don't need input from. I don't need input <laughs> from you. I don't need anything. He can't come to the wedding. If you have a problem with that, you cannot come to. So what's up? Like, period. <laughs> Honestly, if I were you, I would be uh, thinking of ways to get out of this engagement and break up with this white boy because it's one thing. To have a racist friend, and it's one really bad thing. Like, a Trump supporter friend is a deal breaker as far as I'm concerned. Right. That's a deal breaker. I don't want to be with somebody who considers a Trump supporter a friend. No, I'm sorry, because I'm not ever going to be able to be around that person. They actually cannot come into my home. You're not bringing that dark side of energy into my I just don't want it. It's not going to happen. So that's already bad enough. But then for him to just casually toss out nigger and be like, oh, some nigger got it because of affirmative action. When in reality, that nigger probably got it because he was better than you at the job. Like, I don't know too many places that are just promoting black people over white people for the fuck of it. And then your response. And your response was, oh, don't worry about it, bro. Woo, woo, woo. Like, oh, no. Why? Why? So, uh-uh. No, girl. Hell no. Because the first time that white man say something about your biracial baby and your white husband let it slide, you're going to lose your mind. And I'll be damned. It's a lot of things you can coach white people through. And honestly, he could probably be coached through this. He could probably be convinced to see the error of his ways and all the I ways he to. got you fucked up. But I don't want to. And so I'm not going to do it. So I would be breaking up with that nigga if, or, you know, your white nigga. But... If you really don't want to do that and you love him that much, then I guess you can try to educate him. That's on you, though. If you yeah, that's your choice. That's, right. If you choose to take up that cause, then that's on you. But I wouldn't be bothered putting forth the effort. Mm-mm. And I'm honestly not even going to judge you regardless of whatever it is that you decide to do. But I think that you feeling or questioning, well, when he's around his friends, are they just saying all of this stuff and he's kicking in with them? Yeah, probably, probably sis. That's You're on to right. something. Probably so. You're on to something and probably some some worse shit like that. Because Woo. for him to have an unlocked phone, an he unlocked phone. Yeah, he knows you can go through it at any time. He and a black that. woman in the home. And he probably feel like it wasn't nothing wrong with what he did. He probably didn't see nothing wrong with that. And that is, that's what I'm talking about. Like, when I say I feel like it wouldn't even be, like, more than two hours before I'm like, okay, I'm good. Thanks right. so much. I'll cover the bill. You can go. Like, <laughs> it is because there are so many go. things yeah. like this that, like, 
I, f- I personally feel like the average white person doesn't even see the like it would take a person of color more than likely to be like here's where you fucked up for them to be like oh damn I don't want to go through that yeah and I shouldn't have to that's entirely too much <laughs> woo no girl you like, got niggas it ain't shit got it. in plenty of motherfucking ways but at least I don't have to feel like you know your your best friend wants to see me lynched or burned at the stake or some fucking shit. I mean, not for being black anyway. He might just because yeah. I'm a big mouth woman who don't know how to shut the fuck up sometimes and let a man be a man, but not because I'm black. I was just speaking for me, but oh. I understand that that's... <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's true. At least when you are with niggas, you don't have to worry about this thing, but that don't mean you don't have to worry about all things. And... I'm sure this white man adds value to your life. So if you want to walk him through it, that's on you. But I just can't imagine building a life in a family with somebody who rolls right over at something like, no, I missed it because a, a nigger got it. Affirmative action and doesn't push back on the use of nigger or on that racist ass, like that whole idea. Yeah. Like I just, you we say all the time, if you're going to be with white people, they need to be down white people and not fake down. They need to mean it. They need to be sticking up against racism, being anti-racist, even when you're not looking. There's so much right and wrong and life or death shit that just comes with being a, a regular old black person trying to exist in the world. Oh, no, that if you. you as a white person, especially in this country, especially now are going to be in a relationship with a black person, you need to really commit to all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can't, There, there's no excuse in letting no shit like that slide. Just the same way if you were black and your best friend was saying some old wild, disrespectful shit about black women or women in general or whatever, it would be cool for you to be like, whoa, bro. Yeah. Maybe you should chill the fuck out. Yeah. Watch your motherfucking mouth. Or being homophobic, which is a, a one I know no, a lot of y'all struggle with. I know you. I was just asking but too much. But see, it's not too much. Because <laughs> straight women let their niggas be homophobic every day. And don't say nothing to them. Well, then y'all right better not to say to nothing to this girl and her racist white boy. Her motherfucking <laughs> help her pick out shoes or whatever, or teach her some new slang, or I how mean, to duck walk. Men are problematic. Else. What else? Yeah, men blow. Men but, are trash. But, ugh, no. I'm sorry. I just hate everybody. Yes. You know what? And that let's end that question right there. Yeah. Last one comes from Gina, who said very nice things about us and the show. And then she brought up Thanks. my favorite therapy. She said, y'all both discussed the positive impacts of therapy, which makes me so happy because I'm a therapist who works with communities of color in New York City. Work. And I often have to challenge some of the stigmas folks have about mental health and seeing a therapist. I enjoy hearing y'all help to destigmatize this. Like both of you, I believe therapy can be a meaningful and impactful space to work through personal challenges in a supportive space but I do believe that people must be committed to doing the work which you both have expressed doing yes and it is by far the hard part yeah <laughs> by far you're talking about breaking just decades okay. of habit just, and, and trauma and trash oh, so that still fucks with me yeah like oh wow I'm really hmm, still in my feelings behind okay. that happened when I was nine that's wild alright if you're comfortable sharing what have been some challenging commitments you've had to make for your own mental and emotional wellness and what have been some joyful results of this hard work love you both if you're interested in crafting a free to low cost resource of therapists of color in the NYC area to share with your listeners let's do it with love Gina Gina first of all that sounds like a great idea because low cost and therapists of color is two things that need to go together more often. Yeah. Like 
Let's make that a reg. People of color are broker and also and more need, traumatized. Uh, yes. yes. So, so I don't know how we can get something like that started, but that sounds like something we need to be working on. I brought this up uh, because, first of all, we stand for therapy. And also because I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I wanted to start doing maybe a little mini segment on therapy. I have yeah. a... A poll going on my Twitter right now where I'm uh, looking for suggestions for the name of the segment. It's between Shit My Therapist Says, Niggas Need to Know, and Crystal's Couch. These are all listeners submitted. Um, uh, what am I thinking of? What's the word? Suggestions. So I want to start doing that probably next week. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about the hard work of therapy because I feel like that's how the segment is basically going to be crafted. Just me going, here are some lessons that I've picked up right. and how they have had an effect on me. So one of the big things for me has been um, growing up in the Bible Belt with conservative family and, you know, really being raised in that environment of kind of always saying yes and being accommodating to people no matter what. I have a very big problem that I did not even know was a problem with always wanting everybody to be happy and comfortable and having a good time and just like not not everybody, not like people I don't know, but the people I'm particularly close to or people I allow into my home. I just want to go above and beyond and I end up doing the most and things that most importantly nobody asked me to do like I just kind of go out of my way to the point where I make myself uncomfortable and it's very difficult for me to say no it's it's difficult for me to say no to myself when I am just like voluntarily doing the most and it's difficult for me to say no when I really want to like if somebody asks me for something and I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing it or don't really want to share myself or my space in that way it is very hard for me to be like, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So I've been working with my therapist over the past several months on why I feel that way and how I am allowed to prioritize myself and my own wants and needs have to come first because you can't take care of everybody else out of an empty cup. First of all, I don't have to take care of everybody else. Everybody else has their own cups, their own families, you know, their own kids, whatever. It's not my responsibility to save everybody else. But I also, if I want to do that, I can't give all of this consideration and love and care and support to everybody else and not pour all of that back into myself. And that is something I have never learned how to do, which is like a very real aspect of self-care that I have just been missing my whole life. I have never known, <clears throat> excuse me, how to just pour like compassion into my own self. I can give right. it to everybody else. But when it comes to me, I'm the type who will kick myself a million times for making one mistake and I will never let it go. I'll be like, you stupid bitch. Like, wake up in the morning dragging myself. Like, I see you woke up today with your trash ass. Remember when you said A and what you really meant was Z with your dumb ass self? <laughs> Maybe one day you'll grow up and stop being such a dumb ass and get your shit together and stop fucking up on small things. Like, I do that sort of thing. And that's just one part of like... Not talking to yourself like trash and treating yourself like you matter and you're important and it's okay to fuck up. And you're proud of yourself because you're human and you're doing the best you can to get through this thing called life. Like, I'm human just like everybody else. I'm trying to get through this shit. I'm going to fuck up occasionally, but I have to have the grace to forgive myself 
and move on and do better and learn from those things and also be able to say yes when I really, really want to and feel compelled to and feel okay with saying no when I really, really don't. I have a hard time doing that. So that has been one of the more challenging things for me, learning all that in therapy and then going and putting it into action in the real world and actually doing it like unpacking all that and spending lots of time at home thinking about therapy and the ways I need to change and being mindful and like just going to the mirror and being like, bitch, I am really proud of you. Just saying something like that has been so huge for me, but also very difficult. So if you want to share something that's been challenging for you, feel free. If not, you know, I get it. That's very personal and you don't have to. But I mean, for me, I feel like I have... I always have something different to talk to my therapist about, but it usually all comes back to the same thing, which is very similar to what you were talking about. And then I overthink a lot about pretty much everything. And I think about like things from everything that I need to do this week to then everything that needs to be done today and the best way to do them on the order in which to do them. And then I worry about, you know, making everybody else happy. And I have so many times where I inconvenience myself because I want for everybody else to be situated or happy. And a lot of times, like you're saying, those things aren't even necessary. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody would have been straight if I would have just sat my ass down and been quiet and not having to, like, extend myself or mix myself and all of these things all of the time. I just don't. You know, I think that a lot of the things that trouble me from, like, the pressure of being recognized so easily or judged or whatever, like, a lot of that is from, again, like, a mentality that I've had for most of my life. I've suppressed it and can a lot of times, but other times it's just... You know, a part of who I am, and it's difficult, I think, to, I think it's difficult to, like, work, especially in the the field that we do, where you have to be creative, and you have to be, you have to hold yourself accountable, and you have to be disciplined, mm-hmm. and you have to do all of these things in order to remain creative, to remain working, to have the energy that you need to get your ass up every single day and do whatever is necessary for you to remain active, remain working, and like yes. pay your fucking bills. And when you have the ability to kind of just be like, fuck today, and you can, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to just be like, fuck today, because I can, especially if you don't feel good about yourself. And I know that, like, sometimes I honestly feel defective. Like, I feel almost like I don't have a proper working human brain. Because sometimes I think that, like, I'm just thinking too much about things or worrying about stuff that doesn't need to be worried about. Or even when we're talking about shit like, you know, the, the, the dog turd in office, we, I think about a lot of those things from like (sighs) a global scale and like, why are people so hateful? What is the root of it? Let me go through the history of life and figure out what, like, I don't know. Like I, I I feel like my brain is always on 10,000. I don't know how to slow things down. I don't know how to compartmentalize anything. My brain is always running wild and it's always in like pessimism mode. And so therapy for me has taught me 
uh, in many ways to just kind of chill out, give myself a break, be kinder to myself, be fair with myself, allow people to fix their own shit, get the fuck up off on their own two feet and do yeah. what the fuck they need to yeah. because A, in many cases, they didn't ask me to do shit for them. Mm-hmm. And B, in many motherfucking cases, they need to because there wasn't mm-hmm. really anybody that was like, here, girl. Here is YouTube. This is how you build a blog. Here is how, you know, here is a camera to shoot it. Yeah. Here is how a podcast works. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, I'm just learning, I think, to like give myself a break, cool down, breathe, and also look at the, the journey that I've been on and a lot of the things that I've been able to do as the kid that was wearing hoodies in 85 degree weather in Miami to hide from people because you didn't want to be seen as that kid that like didn't have a voice and was afraid of people to be like on the bill at fucking essence fest oh, yes. to be, you know, selling out shows around the fucking mm-hmm. world to be on a Netflix show that you loved when it was a movie, right. all of that stuff. For me, a lot of that is just me working and I'm grateful for it. But when you look back at it and you're just like, you did that. And yet, and some I don't shit do that. Going, I don't. I ever. don't let myself like, have that moment. I'm I, never like, girl, never do look it. Look at the accomplishment. I don't. And then when I, <clears throat> never mind. I'm sorry. I don't want to take your. I, no, your you're talking. right. It's just like when, when, for me, it's like it was done. It went well. Amen. Great. Next. You know what I'm saying? Let's because smoke. it's like, yes. right. Let's smoke and let's do whatever it is it's that we have to do next, next work. Yes. Because I got to, like I said, you. We have to be responsible for ourselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't give myself the opportunity that much to look back and and like really appreciate how hard we've worked, all of the stuff that we've done to be where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And when I have done that a little bit, it 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 gives me a bit of like calm because it's like, bitch, you ain't ever really known shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't stay in fucking Sex. school. I didn't like go to learn fucking sound engineering or like comedy school yeah, or nothing or whatever or whatever. And I was still able to accomplish a lot of things I never, ever, 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 ever would have expected to. So like if I would just calm the fuck down and shut the fuck up and stay prayed up and keep God first and do all of the things yeah. that I'm supposed to do, even in all of my raggediness. Maybe I'll be fine. <laughs> like, and then I have some water and I take a nap or play a game. Yes. And and allowing myself the space to feel however I feel has been very important in that. Yep. And sometimes I have days where I am just stuck in my head and on the couch and I can't figure out why I can't get past myself and I just but I just can't do it and then other days I'm super productive and ready to take on the world and can get so many different things done but just allowing myself to feel whatever it is I'm feeling go through whatever it is I'm going through and not beating myself up for it one way or the other and just trying to remind myself like girl you're you're doing okay like you're taking care of yourself you know, you are not <laughs> you are not all the horrible things your brain tells you that you are or you're not like you're not. I don't know. I don't. It's not a worthless thing. It's, it's just, just that, that I don't ever take my foot off my neck. Exactly. I never. That's I never why when knew. we were at Essence and and I was bawling so hard during Fantasia's moment where she brought her brother out because I was watching that. And I was just like, I it my my life could literally be worse so much worse 
tomorrow, yesterday, today, or whatever. And she brought this young man out in this wheelchair, and he just had the biggest smile on his face. So proud of his sister. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm at the stage at Essence, or whatever. Meanwhile, I was up in my hotel room, like, for the majority of the weekend, like, there are too many people here, and my brain is going to explode. I'm miserable. Like, for what? Go get you a fucking grenade and shut the fuck up. I mean, like, but that's how, when you're in your own head and you're in yeah. it, there is no, bitch, let's just go get a grenade and say, fuck it. Like, you can do that and still not really feel it. Yes. You have to just, like, I, I think that, yeah, I'm learning to just be, like, aware of the process that I put myself through or, like, my habits emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of that stuff. And so when I see it coming, I can check myself a little bit mm-hmm. more. And then I'm also learning through my therapist's methods of like combating all of that stuff and just stuff to do every day, whether it is like my diet or whatever mm-hmm. really going on uh, besides meds. I so many meds. things I need to be doing. And it's just like the better care I take care of myself or the better care I give myself, the more I am able to do those things. But that has been very, very huge for me, just learning how to really take care of myself. It doesn't mean, you know, buying whatever you want at Macy's or whatever. Yeah, no. It's like being treating yourself being the nice. way you treat your friends. Yes. Which I have had a real issue doing. Like being a best friend to yes. you. Yes, being compassionate. Like some of the things my, ther- my therapist would be like, if, you know, if one of your friends, and she knows all y'all names, <laughs> she was like, if somebody said, you know, person A, and they meant person N, would you really sit there and, like, drag Kiev, like, for weeks about it? Would you be like, you goofy bitch, how dare you mix something up? Like, no, of course not. You would be like, sis, we all fuck up sometimes. It yeah. makes no difference. Yeah. You're still a boss bitch. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Hashtag we have a PhD. Yes. Hashtag we have a PhD. Can't nobody tell us nothing. Like it would very much be like that. Whereas, but but when I'm talking to myself, there is none of that. Or there was yeah. none of that graciousness. So that has been very big for me. Join us next week on Crystal's Couch where niggas need to know uh, shit my therapist says. I don't know. We'll figure out what the title is. But okay. hopefully next week I'll be able to uh, start doing that on a regular basis. Send your questions, though, to asktheread at gmail.com and we'll be back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. 
go get some help, talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, it's time for the read. It is. Go on. Do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I have just a couple things to mention this week. First, um, uh, there is a white girl, of course. <laughs> Isn't it always a white girl named Courtney Schaefer, who is a Oof. student at Georgia Southern University? Sounds like a pistol. And, you know, these days with these kids and the... um social medias that Mm. they're obsessed with Mm. these new roommates get each other's information before they move into the dorms Mm -hmm. or whatever they get each other's social media profiles they Mm. get each other's cell phone numbers what so courtney has a black roommate or a future black roommate and she accidentally texted this future black roommate to say her instagram looks pretty normal not too niggerish meaning that she was texting somebody else about this black friend's um, Instagram, and you fucking dumbass accidentally said, or not accidentally said, but said her Insta looks normal, not accidentally too sent. So it's what is really bad about that? Like that is bad enough. What a fucking. But then she turned around and said, "Oh my god, I am so sorry. Ah! Holy crap! Damn you, spell check. Yes." Damn you, spell check. She actually said that she was trying to say triggerish, aka nothing about your Instagram raised a red flag, but autocorrect. Autocorrect changed it to niggerish. Siri is one of the non cussingest bitches (laughs) on the face. First of all, as all niggas know, you have to fight with Apple for years. To get them to stop changing nigger to Nigeria or Niggardly. anything else. they The iPhone does not want you to say nigger. It doesn't. <laughs> you, have to, you have to be the type of person to type nigger a lot, like me, yeah. in order for your iPhone to just see nigger and be like, all right, <laughs> she's back bitch. at it. Okay. Which lets me know that you have written niggerish so many times. <laughs> In your phone. Let me put triggerish into my iPhone. You know what it's going to change to? Triggering, because that is a word, whereas yeah. triggerish is not. Triggerish, this is point number two. Triggerish is not a word, little girl. So you mean to tell me that Siri's old hating ass who don't never let niggas, you can't even say fuck without Siri changing it to duck, but she changed your triggerish not a word to niggerish not a word? Is that what you want me to believe? Damn you dumb, Courtney. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. <laughs> So the little girl has since deleted all of her social media accounts. Um, <laughs> trigger fish. I don't think that they, um, I don't think she has been kicked out of school, mainly because she has not even started school. So <laughs> I don't know that she will face any disciplinary action. She will certainly not be rooming with this black girl. Amen. For everyone's best. <laughs> whose name I believe is... Nwamaka? Yum. I, I hope I didn't fuck that up. No wonder. Oh, you fucking bitch. But, right. What a fucking bitch. Ugh. To be so... Like, you did it, okay? You did it. You texted the wrong person. Happens to a lot of us. You texted the wrong person with some blatant racism. Okay? Maybe only happens to white people, but still, you can't be the only one. But to then turn around and be like, actually, I was oh saying triggerish. <laughs> 
bitch, don't play that on Siri, Steve Jobs. None of them engineers over at Apple did that. You did that. Don't try to tell us that you wrote one thing and autocorrect. How are you going to be racist and then on top of that insult my intelligence? Y'all love blaming shit on autocorrect that autocorrect simply did not do. Autocorrect began on everybody's nerves, but y'all still True. end up blaming it. However, like I tell y'all all the time, if you would review what you wrote, before you before you posted it or sent it, and I understand when you text my friends, you know you probably not plenty of going times back you and editing yourself, tweeting something, yeah, randomly. I get it, I get post. it. Yep. But blaming autocorrect over a non-word being substituted for another non-word, that dog won't hunt. It just don't, Courtney. That's not how no, girl, work. you might need to go somewhere else. I don't know that you can go to Georgia, Georgia Southern. Was it Georgia Southern or Georgia State? I don't know if you can go to either one now without people breathing down your back about what the fuck you was thinking. Because, I mean, I just feel like somebody needs to follow her around with a sign that says triggerish is not a word. Until she... Well, triggerish <laughs> led me to learn that trigger fishes are about 40 species of often brightly colored fish of the family ballast... ballast... Today, that oh it looks like i just googled it it looks like one of them fish on finding nemo mm-hmm. it's pretty the one that had the cut on his face yes it looks like one of those maybe a that was a trigger fish still not a word but still not a word and also um in the news this week several black women have been murdered by um random people which is uh, i don't know i don't want to say Not particularly new, but all the more stressful as a black woman in this country who can see all the different ways that Donald Trump has made his very racist base feel emboldened to enact all the things that they have wanted to enact against us for years. Oh, no, they love it. Out in Oakland, Nia Wilson, this story. The story of Nia Wilson and her sister Latifah. Apparently, she was with two of her sisters. When the when they were on the platform at Bart and they were taking Bart home, Nia didn't like Bart. Don't they said all the time, or her sisters said, you know, she never liked to take it because she didn't trust it, and she was right. Mm-hmm. She was right to not. But um, a white man by the name of John Lee Cowell, which I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there, white men with the middle name Lee are never up to anything good. <laughs> They really are not. I don't think there's a single white man with a middle name Lee worth a damn. And I think their parents named them after Robert E. Lee. I can't, you know, I have no data to back that up. Okay. I just feel like that is the truth. Hey. Anyway, apparently um, she's also a Muslim young lady. And this was a totally unprovoked incident. It wasn't like they were arguing about something. You know, nobody stepped on nobody's J's. He's just uh, a white boy who's out of his mind ran up on the platform and stabbed and slit her throat along with her sister. And she died. Her sister, I think, is recovering now in the hospital and she should be okay. But the story itself just, I mean, broke my heart for so many different reasons. But mainly it's like, bitch, of all the things you can't just go out and do in the world, standing on the fucking train, place, you can't take the train home from visiting with family, like you something like anything. this. And it, it took it took the San Francisco or the Oakland police, I think, 20, almost 24 hours to find this man. And again, he was at BART. He was once again on the train or at the train platform. Yes, 
And people called the police saying this fool, like I just spotted him on BART, that man that killed that girl. And the, and so that's where he was found. Um, something similar, if not. So the thing about that young man is that he has a very long history of violence. He's a convicted felon. What we don't know is whether he is attached to any white supremacist groups. But why else would you kill why else would you brutally attack two black Muslim women with a knife if you weren't a white supremacist? I just don't see it. I don't see randomly doing something like that and being like, but I would stab anybody. It just doesn't right. it doesn't curl over for me. The story of Mashawn Cooper out in, I believe, Kansas City, who was murdered by a man named Ronald Lee. Again, Ronald Lee Kidwell. Oof. Um, and apparently Ronald was a very open white supremacist. His daughter and neighbors said that they're not surprised that he has killed a black woman and they can't wait to see him go to jail because he's been awful for a long time. Apparently he sexually assaulted a black woman a few years ago uh, without a condom, knowing that he was HIV positive and... Something similar happened here. I think what he said or what he allegedly told police was that uh, she was going to out him for being HIV positive. And so they got into a fight and he just murdered her again with the knife. And I just don't I don't know. It's like I want to talk about these things because they're important and because the community is hurting because of them. But I just don't. I don't know what I can say or do to get people to understand that these aren't white people love to act like these are bad apples or these are random, terrible people who just exist out in the world. Like they're not a symptom of a society that hates us. Right. They are products of a country that was built on the hatred of us. And so when y'all act like it's just random that they end up doing shit like this, or it's just random that little white boys turn around and shoot up schools. It's not, that isn't random. That is a product of their environment they are a product of their own damn country mm-hmm. and i just can't i i really need people who are well-meaning otherwise to stop acting like it isn't a symptom to stop acting yes. like it isn't widespread. like maybe it's not you or your family as far as you know or your friends as far as you know but it's enough of it going on and it's not even just murder there's enough systematic discrimination going on in this country for you to not for you to stop acting like oh well it's just those white people in charge of that one thing or it's just this one white boy who has never liked gays or niggers or Jews or it's just this like no it's not just it can't be one bad apple all over the fucking place it can't be 70% bad apples and y'all talking about well they're just the bad apples because again the rest of that phrase is one bad apples ruins the bunch and y'all are at the point where it's more bad than good so can we please just stop acting like it's nothing when these things happen or it's just not even that it's nothing, but that it's not a problem that white people need to address and take seriously and 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 take on with like their full focus. It mm-hmm. needs to be something. But once you get started at pulling at that string of bigotry and hatred and racism and segregate. Once you get started pulling at that, all of a sudden, pretty soon you're going to unravel the entire damn tapestry of America. Because that's all that this motherfucker is made out of. America is built 
on the blood and bones of Native and Black people. Period. And not once has this country reckoned with that. And until they do, we are going to continue to see shit like this happen. My thoughts, prayers go out to the families of these victims because I can't imagine losing a loved one, especially that girl's sister's. I can't imagine being right there with my sister on the train platform and just having some white man come up and kill her. Like, just like it was nothing for no, just to do it. And to know that he's going to be treated as though he did not, as though he is not part of a bigger problem going on in this country. To know that he's going to be treated like he's just some individual just case. Some, right. And it's just, uh, la, da, da. and it'll just be white people flitting around like nothing is new. Oh, da, da, da. isn't that so terrible? Oh, my goodness. The man who killed Nia Wills. And, and you're going to forget her name in the next week and a half, two weeks, because it'll be somebody else, somebody else. coming along to replace them. And it just, is, it sickens me. It makes me so sad. That's really where my heart and my focus is today. Reading those stories earlier had me broken down down and like I just couldn't it just really hurt my heart there was a trans woman who was murdered in Orlando I don't think they even know the details behind that before but she was um I believe a former sex worker maybe a current sex worker but to make it even worse the Orange County I believe it was the was the sheriff's office or was it the um the media outlet one or the other anyway they totally disrespected her when they reported about her death because they didn't even give her the courtesy of the transgender label of the she, her pronouns. They were basically like, a man found in a wig dressed as a woman was found dead in an apartment complex. Like, okay, so if if we found a person in a wig dressed as a woman found dead, why wouldn't we just go ahead and use the word woman when we are referring to her, especially if we know that this is an area where trans people are known to work, especially if we have talked to friends or family of the victim who knew that person, why wouldn't we just you take the courtesy and use those words instead of turning around and just being like hateful or mean or shitty to somebody, even in death. Like she's that would already, require compassion. It would require basic human decency. It would require giving a fuck about the most marginalized people in this society. And I know that's asking way entirely too much Absolutely of y'all. Too I know much. it's enti- it's entirely too much. But reading those stories of those three women in particular, and then thinking of how many other women that this must have happened to who are not ever going to make the news yep. of how many stories of black people are, who just are missing and pop up dead in a white man's house and the police department comes and nobody ever files charges because nobody really gives a fuck about our bodies. Like just thinking about shit like that is very overwhelming, incredibly sad for me. I hope that these police departments in these, um, in their respective cities, get their shit together and, prosecute these motherfuckers to the full extent to the full extent of the law but more importantly i hope that we as a society can really start having a real conversation about why we don't value certain people and what we need to do to change that because i nothing about this we're just going to hear the stories more every time these white people call the police on us like the video i just saw was some white man calling police on a woman in dollar general because she was using coupons to pay for her tide coupons (laughs) He actually said, you are taking advantage of the system 
by using all these coupons and called the police. That should be like on this honestly. Woman. That needs to be against the law. It is. It is against the law to play on their phone, but they don't care when white people do it. The police department actually sent an officer out to the scene and was like, this is a non-issue. Call Dollar General Corporate or whatever. Like, let's turn. Let's start finding white people who use y'all for their own personal nigger. Nigger. Yes. <laughs> for their own personal nigger customer service. Anytime we're around and getting on their nerves and they don't like it and they just can just call the police to come get rid of us. Why don't y'all start writing them motherfuckers like citations yeah. and being like, you owe us money. You wasted our time. Yes. We could have been handling something f- for real. But you mad at this woman because she wanted to double stack her coupons. White people have whole ass TV shows about how they buy $3,000 worth of groceries and pay $98.73 for it and then go home and put it in their fucking underground bunker. Have you ever watched one of them extreme yes. couponing shows? It is nuts how much shit those people have in their house. And I can understand it when you have like seven kids you're gonna have to put through college and all and they eat you know three tons of food every week but a lot of y'all are just greedy motherfuckers who want to save who want to feel like you're doing something cool by saving money nobody calls the police on white women when they have nine hundred dollars worth of coupons and they take in two hours in the checkout lane nobody does that but because it's a black woman now all of a sudden it's a problem you're calling the police that's something that is mild and probably didn't do anything other than serve to be a pain in her ass that day. But it ranges from shit like that to y'all murdering us knowing that you can get away with it. It's all part of the bigger picture here that y'all don't want to see. And it's not just about cutesy little nicknames for people who do this shit. It's not just about hashtags. It's about the way you value us or the fact that you don't. It's about the fact that y'all just really don't give a fuck about us. This man is in office having an effect on everybody's health. Everybody's blood pressure is trash. Nobody is sleeping the way they should. People can't relax because it's like once you get 30 seconds of joy in your life, you think about how Donald Trump has separated so many children from their parents who may not ever see those parents again. And parents have been deported from this country looking for their their toddlers. And they just, these babies every day. I saw some story about some baby took his first steps and said his first word. In a detention facility, in a prison, separated from his family. It's like, this is what we're doing? I'm sorry, I can go on forever. I just am really disgusted with uh, society in general this week and had to talk about some of the things that have bothered me the most. So, just to do better. Everybody, please. Well, that's what this show is for. Amen. Sorry to uh, bring the mood all the way up the way no, I did. But, you know, what's your read about Stuff this Stuff that week? needs to be said. It's like, it's important to me. I want to talk about it. But there's, I know this is a comedy show. I don't want people to listen to the read and be like, now I feel bad. I mean, it's not just a comedy show. But so. it, but, but we want, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. But, like, I, I want people... To understand the importance behind this, what I'm talking about. Like, it's not just these one. It's not just about these stories, even though these individual stories are important. It's not even just about that, though. It's about something that is so much bigger, really dismantling the idea of white supremacy in this country. And that maybe that's what scares y'all. Maybe you realize that once we're treated fairly, you're going to lose some of your privilege. And maybe you just really don't want to do that. But I'm just, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. So, anyway, what's up with you? Well, this week I'm going to pass my read. Okay. Pass the read like we used to. And um, this may actually help lighten the mood. All right. It comes from 
Peter? Peter. I guess that's what it says. I don't know if that's your real name. P-E-T-A? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it says the following. Hey, Kid Fear and Crystal, I absolutely love you both and have been a staple in my weekly wellness regimen. However, my soul has been disturbed. My heart cannot take this torture and the disrespect to my palate will not be tolerated. Oh, no. I am completely fed up and feel totally disrespected. Last night, my husband and I decided we wanted a patty and some cocoa bread. Leaving, living in Savannah, Georgia, there are a few places that sell anything Jamaican at all. Being born and raised in Jamaica, I realize sometimes you just have to take what you can get. We will find a spot, oh, which no. she put in, <laughs> she put in um, quotation marks. Mm-hmm. We find a spot and they had, a, they had curry chicken patties. The girl said they were not ready yet. Now, let me just pause. <laughs> I don't know how many of y'all have had, like, a beef patty before, like a regular Jamaican patty. So good. If you've had it, many of y'all who live in this country probably have not even had, like, a really good one. Unless you are Jamaican and have, like, the mm-hmm. connect, you know exactly right. where to go. Yeah, I'm at my house. Maybe. <laughs> right. Um, But a good curry chicken. It's not that one is better than the other. There's just there is beauty in a good curry chicken patty. There's power in the name. Oh my gosh. Sure. All right. So back to the letter. Find a spot they had curry chicken patties. The girl said they were not ready yet. She boasted, we can make them fresh, but it'll be 20 minutes. Cool. We waited just knowing these were about to be bomb. And they fresh. <laughs> Me. I would have been just Same. overflowing with excitement. <laughs> we get the patties, cocoa bread, and ting. Which, for those of you who may not know, that's like a carbonated grapefruit-flavored beverage. Ching is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yes, I was raised on it. So, you know, this is about to be bussing, right? We're at home eating, laughing and joking about missing golden crust, which I don't even know oh. how. I'm, my husband don't know about tasties or mothers. Okay, well, there um, you go. All right. Because golden crust never golden was crust okay with me. Golden crust is not that girl. Eh. She is not. Ver- Maybe. <laughs> For a patty and a patty alone. And that is because I am somewhere where, like, where may I find a patty? You know, where may I find a good patty? Like, some, maybe once in all of the years that I lived here, I had a patty from Golden Crust. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe. I don't, I'm not even sure if that's true. But I've definitely only had more than a patty from Golden Crust once in my life in Miami, and I never did that again. I'm not oh, going to pay you for I no... I didn't know Golden Crust was outside of New York. Yeah, they're all over the place. Oh, Okay. But, like, in places like South Florida, where there's way more Jamaican restaurants run by, like, real-ass Jamaicans. Jamaicans, Why would you eat the McDonald's? Might as well just go to McDonald's. Right. 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 Chipotle. Anywhere else. I've had Golden Crust patties, and as far as I'm concerned, they are nothing to write home They're just not that great. I thought I didn't like patties. Because my you thought that you one, didn't like Jamaican food. Uh, yeah, well, you got so mad <laughs> when I brought up Golden Crust. I was like, "What the fuck, you got against Jamaican food?" You were so pissed. And when I found out that you were judging it based off of fucking Golden Crust, I was livid. Oh, I'll never forget. You were so mad. We had Furious. it at work. We had it at work. It was so flames gross. on the sides of my face. <laughs> Okay, so she said, they're joking, laughing, kicking, and when I looked down and saw not only a medley of sweet green peas. Bitch, no they didn't. But kernels of corn. Oh, no. Mixed in with my curry chicken. <laughs> in a party. Oh, no. 
I'm tired of y'all claiming to be Jamaicans and disrespecting our cuisine and trying to pass it as authentic. Shame on them for getting my hopes up. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. And letting me down all in the same night, all while disguising a national staple with what was clearly a kitchen experiment. I contacted this Island Vibes restaurant on Montgomery, Savannah, Georgia. Should I say that? Wow. <laughs> it don't matter now you didn't say it. I did. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Consider it a Yelp review. <laughs> on Montgomery. <laughs> to be told, that's how we make them, ma'am. That's how it's done in Jamaica. We only take out the vegetables for you Americans. What? Oh, <laughs> oh no. I feel like I can hear the Jamaicans all across the world. Listen to this show oh, right now. When you, let me tell you something. I would have gone back down to Montgomery. <laughs> I would have asked for her by name. <laughs> We do. You, we only take the vegetables. I have never. Wow. I'm mad for you, sis. Woo. What did she say? Okay. She said, this guy must have t- this guy must have did think I eat that shit I chat to. But just class are up. I'm not going to say. The whole place is a disgrace. I love that I can only get like every other word, but I feel like I know what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Just bright and fiesty and out of order. Leave the jerk alone if you don't have pimento wood. Leave the oxtail alone if you if you are only seasoning with salt and pepper. Leave the rice and peas alone if you call it peas and rice. Oh wait, damn! Leave the curry chicken alone if the curry didn't come from shop up our road in a small plastic bag. Please, I'm begging y'all, leave my food alone. We don't need it elevated, anything added, or anything taken out. We're not interested in how you can put your southern spin on it. We hate it even more when you Google some shit and substitute our seasons and culture and swap them out for the disgrace that you all call food. Please never again ever serve this monstrosity. Shut this shit down. I ended with we good love, don't enjoy, in which my phone went silent. I realized I was on speakerphone and I had, and I heard all right then, sorry, the fucking nerve. And that's it. So, I mean, you should be sorry for putting peas and corn in a fucking. What the fucking? Oh no, that's wrong. That's just a, a chicken pot pie in your hand. Somebody needs to tell Adonis so he can have that place shut down. Adonis wouldn't stand for this. Never in his life. If he knew what y'all were doing to <laughs> Adonis Jamaican would be food. like, poo it! <laughs> Damn, now you're going to bomb our things that want to serve curry chicken, patties, awadis. So I just thought that this was very funny and I relate to it like none other. It is funny. You know what I'm saying? There are so many ways that you can make like your own. Like, there are so many, like, different men and women in my family, mostly women, who make oxtail, and they don't, none of them taste the same. My grandmother's oxtail tastes completely different than my mama's oxtail, Mm -hmm. tastes completely different than my aunt's oxtail, which I think mostly comes down to, like, like seasonings or, like, the way that it's cooked. Yeah. Because my mom would cook it in, like, I think she would cook her oxtail a lot of times in a pressure cooker. Mm. I could be wrong i don't know but how she to cook definitely in no kind of way, so. prepared it differently than other relatives in my family and stuff like that so yeah, that that definitely makes a difference but you know what you don't have to put 
on your oxtail like pineapples and cilantro Whoa. or something you know what i'm saying like it's always some dumb gross <laughs> shit and i know it's not just jamaican people either you know what i'm saying i've had to speak up on behalf i feel like of my mexican brothers and sisters many times because y'all be wanting to put slices of granny smith apples to, and to fucking guacamole, guacamole yes, and shit like that how dare y'all have this ass munch it's in wrong. office right now disrespecting <laughs> mexicans every fucking chance he gets and then you take your asses over to cancun and shit to get your lives mm. and eat real ass mexican food and then come over here calling guacamole after you done sliced up fucking pomegranates Ooh, and shit and put it in there you disrespectful bitch <laughs> It's wrong what white people do to guacamole. I hope this doesn't even sound like a white restaurant. This sounds like black Americans probably who just yeah, no, decide absolutely. to do whatever the fuck I'm they sure that to. this woman, if she really was born in in born and raised in Jamaica, would have never stepped foot in ordered Jamaican food from white people. But there are times, especially in places where you're not gonna get that many uh options of Jamaican mm-hmm. food. And as someone who is Jamaican or just from from any like other island or country or something like you want your food right. especially if your mama cooked you like you want your food right so sometimes you'll just buck up you'll see some black folk and they say they got oxtail and you do what you can yeah, I'm going for it I mean and, and sometimes Americans you get lucky do eat oxtail look yes black Americans do but however there are some things that are y'all's like patties I will say that I do not believe patties are jerk what we call them is probably hand pies <laughs> But hand pies can be sweet or savory. It's an old, well, I'm country, so I don't know. I am just country. I don't know. I don't know. Patties and empanadas. I don't know anything else. So, yeah, I just, y'all. I hate it. it, Black people all across the diaspora, like, we're all united, but we are not all the same. And it is perfectly fine to let other people have their cultural differences. Like Jamaican curry and Trini curry are different things. Oh my God! I've been listening. And so is Indian curry. Lovey and Yvonne Orji have a new podcast called Jesus and And Jollof. It is so funny. It is them two. They are when they're both Nigerian. Yeah, and when they get together. They kind of slide in and out of their Nigerian accents and the way they talk. A gift to witness. Live (laughs) for it, and it makes me understand people who aren't black and gay when they listen to this show and they're just like, "What? (laughs) These two people? I don't can't say that I understand all of it, but But I'm loving. I'm enjoying it. I get that same feeling, and I just love their show so much. But like even across Africa, like them niggas be at war with the Jalof. Like yeah. everybody is like Nigeria over and Ghana. Ghana. Yes, everybody. Yeah. Senegal. Everybody got something to say about somebody else's jollof. And Senegal be like, oh, them bitches don't put nothing but no. tomato paste and they rice. Who's eating that bullshit? I don't. And me, humble. <laughs> I'll eat any Jamaica. of them. Just, please, all of them. Can I'll I have eat. everybody? Look, can I just sample everybody's rice and I'll just let y'all know? <laughs> I've had Africans from different countries ask me like which one I like best or whatever out of like a list, and I just I'm say, like, y'all not gonna get yes, me like that. Mm-mm. All of the above. <laughs> I don't want y'all are not gonna get me. Like Please that. don't involve me. They are all delicious. Nigerian food is amazing. It I is. have had it before. It is so good. I can't speak for too many other cuisines. But anyway, it just made me think about Lovey and Yvonne talking the way they do about um, cultural differences because mm-hmm. they were both born in Nigeria, raised in the States, and, you know, coming over to America as kids and black American kids being very shitty to them because they were African, which mm-hmm. is certainly something that happens. Yep. And it's like people, I don't know, people have this weird pushback or anxiety around like, 
accepting that we are not all from the same place. And some of us cook food differently, speak differently, have different rituals and practices and traditions. And it's like we can all still be black, but you can be, you know, black American from Georgia and have no business opening a Jamaican restaurant. <laughs> you can be that. I mean, I've gone to places like I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Melba's got some good oxtails. Like, mm. for oxtails I've had in New York City, that soul food restaurant makes some good-ass oxtail. I mean... But, like, blacks I... do... I happened upon that. Yeah, I don't... I can't tell you last time I went to Melba's. I think it's on Postmates. Mm. So, I've ordered from there before. Wow, and they wasn't out. I'm scared to order Caribbean food on, on Grubhub or anything, because I just know they're going to call me, like, we out of three of the things you wanted. Oh, well, yeah, it's not a Jamaican restaurant. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. nothing for you to, like, hit up an actual Jamaican restaurant and be like, let me get some, you know, Escovitch fish or some brown stew chicken or something. We mm-hmm. don't have any of that. All right, let me get some oxtail. We well, now I have none left. All right, well, let me get some uh, curry chicken. And we're not having none left. Okay. All right, what the fuck? What do we have left? Why are you open <laughs> if y'all don't have no food left? <laughs> they like, we really ain't got nothing but rice and peas. Right. Cabbage. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think that she brings up a great point. All of you Caribbean fusion weird bitches, we don't want none of your old extraterrestrial ass shit that you done made up in your dreams, you weird fuck. Leave our food alone. Thanks so much. All right. And, you know, we've been in the studio almost three I hours. I wish so. I would have been into a curry chicken patty and witnessed green peas. Oh, I would have Sweet green peas. Up. Oh, no. And corn kernels. I'm going to need a refund. Have you ever gotten home? This is why I check my food before I leave. But have you ever gotten home and realized that something was wrong and that was just the day that you yes. went back? That was the day that you were like, actually, bitch, I'm going back you up You know there what? Because One bite. I'm wrapping it right back up. <laughs> I'm walking right back into Island Vibes. Actually, this is wrong. I need my $2 back. So I will need my $2. Thanks so much. You actually got me wholesale fucked up right now. You know what? I don't even want a new one. <laughs> Once I bit into this, <laughs> I realized ruined. you couldn't possibly have anything in here for me. So I would just it like my money. my taste for a patty. I'm ready to go home. Let's just pretend this didn't happen. So thanks for that uh, that read. Yes. And friend. if you want to pass your read, you can do so at passthereed at gmail.com. That is going to wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. Um, Kifiri, do we have any news this week? Yes. 305 Live <laughs> is coming to Los Angeles. For the second year in a row, Sunday, August 26th, from 2 to 6, DJ Queen of Spades will be gracing us with plenty to twerk to, and it will be a pool party again. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. The pool just brings like a whole new energy. I really fought to do it at a pool here in New York, but it's complicated because yes, it's that much many harder to do that. <laughs> and sanitary sanitary things, you know, it's difficult. But yes, tickets go on sale July twenty seventh, ten AM Pacific Standard Time on Fury three oh five dot com. You can get tickets on sale this Friday. That's July twenty seventh. So come on out. It's a great time. If you came last year, you know it was a blast. If you didn't make it, make sure that you can this year. And that's all I've got. All right. Well, on that note, do we have an acronym this week or are we just going to get the hell up out of here, bro? Um, Love yourself. Don't love these fuck niggas. Not fuck Donald Trump. Drink water. Ew, 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 ew. And fuck these hoes and these haters. All right, bitches. We'll see y'all next week.
Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.